This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Ah, yes, The Monty Show. Chelsea Football Club just scored a goal, Raheem Sterling. You know, it's what we do. They know the force is with them as The Monty Show starts. Right here on your YouTube machine, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. You know, you guys, I, I think you have to be prepared in life. I tell you every day, it's not a matter of if, but when you find yourself in a precarious situation. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. coming. Uh, you got to be ready. Roads are going to be slick. People are going to be distracted driving on slick roads. They're going to be driving too fast. They're going to hit you. You didn't deserve to get in that accident, but you deserve an advocate. Theadvocates.com. Chat with an attorney for free because you never reach into your pocket to pay the advocates. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Chat with an attorney for free online, theadvocates.com. Hey, how the heck are you? Uh, Happy November already, if you can believe that and know We still don't know what's going on with the Michigan football cheating scandal. Uh, And I think this story is, I don't know, is it strong to say it's the story that just keeps on giving? Because I look at this update today on the Michigan football cheating scandal, and it's all about Ohio State. There have been salacious rumors floating around the internet for at least three, four, five days now that center around Ohio State football coach Ryan Day In fact, even more centered around his brother, Chris Day, who happens to be a medical equipment salesperson, uh, which means he sells medical equipment, but he also is a former federal agent who owns an investigation firm. And there were wild rumors today that Chris Day is indeed the investigator who did turn in Michigan to the NCAA. What I can tell you, I spoke to sources close to the situation today who say that is unequivocally just not the truth. We are told today, as we reported last week on the show, that an internal investigation audited, begun by, executed by Michigan uh, administration after the FBI noticed them that they were going to be joining the investigation of former offensive coordinator Matt Weiss and his computer crimes. Michigan is the one who called for and enacted an investigation into the state of the football program. We were told again today that they hired an outside investigation firm that was not the same firm as Chris Day uh, owns. It was, in fact, a different firm who did investigate and found evidence of a massive cheating operation, allegedly found evidence on the computer systems in the Michigan football department and had to, did not have a choice because they are a state-licensed operation. They have what's called a fiduciary responsibility, an ethical obligation to report Michigan to the NCAA when they find something like that. I am told that is, in fact, how Michigan was turned into the NCAA. But interestingly enough, as an offshoot to that, I was told today that Michigan is quite frustrated in its athletic department because they have not been able to plug the leak of information that continues to give updates and very clearly accurate updates to the media 
and more importantly to the NCAA and anybody really who's looking for it, there are leaks inside of the Michigan Athletic Department allegedly that have created friction and frustration. They have created a sense of unwillingness in terms of communication, trust, the relationship from staff to staff member. I, it was described to me today by sources. So it does not seem like things are going well at Michigan. But I can tell you, as far as my sources are telling me, unequivocally, Ryan Day had nothing to do with turning Michigan into uh, the NCAA. Jake, are you buying that? Yeah, you know, I, I I am buying it. I think that, you know, it's an easy, sort of easy angle to play uh, if you're a Michigan fan to say that Ohio State had it out for you and that Ryan Day, you know, is working behind the scenes to to somehow get you in trouble. Uh, but but I, I think that grossly underestimates the job that Ryan Day is tasked with in the day-to-day. -day. You're 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 just assuming that this guy's got all kinds of time to consider the best ways to get after Michigan other than simply beating Michigan on the field every single year, which they had except for the last two. So I I I just think it, it it's unnecessary to put Ryan Day in that type of light unless you have proof that he did this, which at this time there's nothing to say that or suggest that he would have done this or Ohio State's involved in it. It's just, that's just not the case. And I think, you know, what's hard for Michigan right now is that, yeah, this was, you know, uh, your your own doing essentially, right? As he just said, right? The FBI notices you, then you got to do your own investigation and audit. And so what happens? Well, you don't want the answers to, to the questions, right? So seemingly you look into your program, which you didn't want to do, and as soon as you start looking into the program, you find stuff that uh, is not good for you. And I think that's what's really difficult to handle here. And and I'm glad that Ryan Day is not involved. I, I I think that Ohio State, you know, is on a nice run here of not having, you know, huge issues in the program. Obviously, you know, they've they've done a good bit of winning here. So I, I just don't want this to – I would like this to stay as close to Michigan as possible. It pains me – that that you know whether it would be Ohio State or Central Michigan or any other program, it pains me that other programs would be involved in this whole situation, and that's what's what's difficult. When I look at where this situation and this story is going, I think about man, like it's one thing just to sort of tarnish your own program and your ethics right. and your image, right? But then once you start looping in other other institutions into that, that just, that just changes the whole thing. But this goes back to the central Michigan situation. We're going to talk about in a minute. I mean, you look at the, the damage that was done. And if we believe the rumors about Michigan sign stealing operation, lock, stock and barrel, you look at Ryan day's legacy at Ohio state's been damaged by that scandal. If we extrapolate out that Michigan knew all the signals that, at Ohio state, the last two years, because let's be honest, Jim Harbaugh had not beaten Ohio State. Jim Harbaugh had not won a game of significance as the head coach at Michigan. And all of a sudden, he goes on this run where he's almost unbeatable, including at the shoe in Columbus, which he goes and he wins, right? So you look at Ryan Day's legacy and his track record, it was clearly damaged if it is in fact true that Michigan has a sign-stealing operation. Uh, there's no question that everybody else in this conference was damaged. There's no question that if, in fact, they had football interns scouting future 
college football playoff opponents, the the ethics and the integrity of the college football playoff may have been damaged. Now, we already know that TCU got wind of this and essentially made a mockery of it, but that doesn't change the fact that it happened. Right. And that's why I think it is so critically important that we understand the truth here. And it almost doesn't matter to me how the NCAA found out. They found out. But I think it's really easy. And I'm going to guess that the 50-some-odd people who sent me this message board post and about Chris Day and Ryan Day and... Come on. And it's our job to go and fact check that. It is our job to say, hey, we need to know how this went down. I don't believe for one moment that Ryan Day was involved with an investigation outing Michigan as a cheater. Because one, everybody already knew it. It was an open secret. Somebody, though, went directly to the, the NCAA And again, I would just go back and say, what was the genesis of the information? It was information discovered on Michigan's computer system. How is Chris Day going to get access without committing a federal crime to Michigan's computer system? Yeah, he's not. He's not. And when you have the FBI, and this is why I believe my source, this person that I speak to has been nails for us, right? The FBI, as it was described to us, called Michigan and said, hey, we're noticed Michigan by written letter, not called, noticed Michigan by written letter. We're coming in to investigate computer crimes against a a member of the football department, former OC Matt Weiss. And we want you to know that this is ongoing and we are going to be there. And As we were told, that triggered an internal investigation by an outside firm. And I was told it was a law firm. I wasn't able to corroborate that. But I was told a law firm used their investigators to do an internal investigation of Michigan's football team, including all of their computer work. And that's how this was discovered. And when you use the word, and and the, the terms were very clearly used, fiduciary responsibility. You have an ethical license-based responsibility to turn over the evidence of major infractions to the NCAA to the point where if you do not do that, your license can be called into question. It makes perfect sense. If you're a law firm, you employ investigators, all of those people are licensed in the state of Michigan. I believe that's how this happened. Yeah, I mean, like you said, the timeline makes perfect sense. The flow makes perfect sense. And I and I just think you know the the this Ryan Day Ohio State situation or or just angle not even situation because there's nothing really to it just this angle that people have come up with is a distraction in my opinion I think this is you know Michigan defenders way of kind of getting off of the you know the the true path which I is, believe it's a complete fabrication yeah I, and, I always yeah I, I think it's what you were saying earlier today not to paraphrase but it's a message board yeah. You're not going to believe what you read on a message board. No, and I think that we we've seen through this this whole deal that that obviously people like and when I say people like mostly fans and I'm sure there's administrators and other people who look at message boards, we know that that's happened. 
But message boards tend to fuel the fan base. Absolutely. We tend to get, oh, this dude posted on, on I, what was it, the Vols message board that, that his brother's second cousin twice removed and fifth time married person knew him and that's why that like that's what we do on message boards and so so I, this ryan day thing is a fabrication and i think that it, it it's being fabricated to distract people from the story which is hey jim harbon company got caught with their hand in the cookie jar and now they're having to deal with that and we don't even know how bad the computer fbi portion of this is yet right like we have no idea like just how deep those crimes go. Well, so that's I mean, they're, scary. they're being described as multiple victims across state lines, I believe is the verbiage. I mean, these are, this, they were, they've been involved for a month. The FBI has been involved in that investigation, which is confirmed by the University of Michigan Police Department for a, over a month. This is a big deal. And Again, this is why I go back to Michigan fan. Why are you fighting tooth and nail to keep Jim Harbaugh? Help me understand that. Because as I've described, I think every day for two weeks now, he is admittedly guilty of level one and level two violations of his own doing because he self-imposed a three-game suspension. So he's admitted that level one violation is the most serious violation where he was dishonest with the Committee on Infractions and the investigators looking into his activities during the COVID dark period. The coronavirus. Level one violation, admittedly. Level two violations, again, that he admitted to. Using a phone and Zoom to watch a workout. Overworking coaches. Meeting with recruits in person. He's admitted to that because they took a three-game rip for it to start the season. Okay, in and of itself, yeah, it's probably not that big of a deal. Take a suspension. Give us some of your money back. Let's write you an extension that makes you the highest paid coach in the history of God. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, okay, great. Well, yeah, but there's that whole thing about Matt Weiss and the FBI investigation. Um, well, I thought you said the FBI. Well, but Jake, it is the FBI. But let's not forget, Jim didn't know. It doesn't matter if he didn't know. Mm. Like Dave Portnoy from Barstool who's a huge Michigan backer, is like, well, Jim Harbaugh has plausible deniability. That's what they've been saying in defense. There's no such thing as plausible deniability when it comes to college football coaches. You didn't know, you're fired because you were supposed to know. And I just think it's such a naive take to say that you didn't know whether it was your 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 coordinator with this computer FBI thing or whether it was the sign-stealing operation you were running, like, don't tell me you didn't know, man. Like, I know you knew about this. Yeah, like, it, it, it's, it, and you're right. Like, even if you didn't know, you're still, you're still responsible. But I'm not going to go that far because I don't need to. Don't tell me you didn't know, man. Yeah, and and I, I think you guys know by now, on this show, we everything for us starts and ends with the evidence. And the evidence is not in question. And then you throw on top of this whole thing, hey, this sign-stealing operation. I just ask again, if you're a Michigan fan, why are you fighting tooth and nail? Why are you dying on the Jim Harbaugh Hill? You're Michigan. You deserve better than this. Why are you fighting for this guy? Because I, I personally don't understand it. As a Notre Dame fan, I would never accept this from Marcus Freeman, anybody. I would never accept this. You would have Notre to Dame go. Our mother. I think on the level one violation on itself that you, you got caught and then you lied, 
you would have to go if you were the head coach at Notre Dame. But that's why this is so incredible because Jim obviously has been a Michigan guy his whole life. Jim is regarded as Superman around that place. And and they're just so desperate to, to, to I guess, protect themselves. I, I'm still baffled at this extension situation. I mean, I, look, I understand you you need to get better verbiage into the contract. I get that logic. But what I don't get is why you're continuing to keep this guy around because so you would rather extend him and include fresh language that gives you outs and basically protects you in the event something like this happens Saves again. you money. And and you want to take that that punch on the chin from the NCAA, which I don't understand. Why not fire the guy or you know, however you want to handle it and move on. Save I, face. I think there is no question if Jim Harbaugh is after when this season's over, if we get to spring football and Jim Harbaugh is still the head coach at Michigan, I believe he will be suspended for the entire season next season. I think the NCAA will hammer Michigan for that level one, that level two. And I don't believe that it is going to take long for this sign-stealing investigation. I you, you cannot convince me that's a year-long investigation. No way. Because the evidence is there. You know the operatives. Um, you already have the people who were scouting the games talking in the NCAA. You already have the NCAA investigators on campus. Like, I, I think he will be suspended at a minimum for next season. And I just don't believe that he will stay there. I think that Michigan is doing this contract extension. If, in fact, that is the case, and I have no reason to believe it's not, if they're doing this contract extension, they are doing it to protect themselves. And I think everybody just writes it off as, oh, it's a huge raise. And Michigan doesn't care about how much they're paying Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, They care about how much they will have to pay him if he leaves. Yeah, And currently, they do not have, I am told by people that I, I have spoken to, Michigan does not have language in his contract to protect himself outside of a morals clause. And if that is, in fact, the case, uh, you have to redo his deal. Because you, you, if you do not have language in his contract that says, if you commit level one violations, we have the right to terminate you for cause and we owe you nothing. Now, I also understand that nine out of 10 coaches are never going to allow that to be put in their contracts. And when you're first out of the gate, Jim Harbaugh is not going to allow that to be put in his contract at Michigan when he first gets the job. But now does he have a choice? They're saying, we'll make you the highest paid coach in the, the history of the Big Ten because that's what's on the table here. We'll make you the highest paid coach ever in the Big Ten. But we're going to have some stipulations in there. We're paying you money. You're going to pay us with behavior. Y'all feel me? And the biggest question is, and I think why this is taking longer than people thought, you can't tell me that Jim Harbaugh is just going to be like, yeah, sure, okay, level one violations, yep, I, you can terminate me for cause. He's already admitted he committed level one violations. So how do you handle that? Okay, well, any further level one violations, any further significant NCAA violations, and are you are you really telling me you're writing into your head coach's contract if the FBI is on campus investigating your football program, we have the right to terminate you for cause? I mean, that's the level of ridiculousness that we're at. So again, not to be an asshole about it, but I'm just asking again, why are you fighting for this guy? That's what I'm I'm struggling um, with. I, I It should just be, oh, level one violations. Yeah, maybe we ought to look elsewhere. Michigan fans not there. Oh, FBI. 
nah, maybe we level one and FB, we should probably look elsewhere. Michigan you know. fans not there. Massive cheating operation. Ah, we should probably, well, but the FB, well, in that level one thing, nah, Jim's great. Jim's great. I want new khakis. Screw it. Come on. It's bizarre to me. You are Michigan. Hold yourself to a higher standard. Hold yourself to the standard that you so boastfully exude and 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 talk about and describe. Well, maybe they do. I mean, maybe in their Good opinion, Lord. maybe in their opinion, his college football playoff appearance is that standard. I, I mean, maybe but you that's got boat what race it is. Two, two years but, in a row, but, and I agree. But maybe they're saying, "Hey, you're taking us to the college football playoff. All right, cool. You you can do your job, but you just got to do a cleaner." Maybe that's what they're saying. I I disagree with that wholeheartedly, right? Obviously, but I but I'm just trying to understand. Hey, what's the logic for continuing to put up with the nonsense, right? It's like you know, it's like the employee that's always breaking stuff around your business. Like, dude, like yeah. you didn't need to break this and break that and br like, dude, what if I came to you and said I got to take that out of your check? You probably wouldn't be breaking stuff anymore. What right? if I told you, right? Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I it has to be that they feel like he is just so successful and that winning a national championship at Michigan is such a rare feat for them that they would rather have a coach who admittedly is troubled and scandal-ridden, but in the college football playoff somewhat consistently, than, than have a coach that maybe wins the Big Ten, loses in the bowl game, doesn't make the college football playoff appearance, but it has a great track record of a clean pro. I wonder if it is Jimmy's ties to Bo Schembechler. That has to be it what it be. is. I mean, listen, growing up as a kid of the 80s in, in Chicago, Bo Schembechler was a god. I mean, it, it, I went to high school with a kid named Martin Ramirez. He and his family played football at Michigan. Like, I remember the importance of... The, you know, the wings on the helmet. I remember the, like, I get what what Bo Schembechler met to Michigan fan. But are you not doing Bo Schembechler a great disservice with this nonsense? We're talking about the FBI, dude. We are talking about the FB freaking I, the Federal Bureau of Investigations. You know. Come on. What are we, what are we doing? And then there's this whole Jim McElwing thing at Central Michigan. I need my buck shot first. Yeah, yeah, you know. I got to tell you. Hook it up right now. More of, more of you, less of us. Your comments, you know. Yeah. Uh, as always, presented by our good friends at Bucked Up. BuckedUp.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Yeah. I had a panic attack this morning. I realized that I was out of buckshot in the studio refrigerator. This is a code 10 abort. And after I was done crying in pain and soul searching from the fetal position Stop on the crying floor, like a little girl. I said to myself, okay, whew, no worries. We can get to buckedup.com. The only problem was we've sold so much buckshot for buckedup.com that they are sold out of blue rass. So the real. We are on to the watermelon. You guys, you know what Buckshot is? Have you found it yet? Dudes, you got to get it. It is the single greatest energy shot that is on the market today for two very good reasons. They use elite ingredients to make an elite product that does exactly what they tell you it's going to do. You look at all the other energy shots on the market that are full of, you know, uh, manufactured caffeine, 
and sugar and colors and artificial ingredients. No, 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 friends. 200 milligrams of naturally sourced caffeine with a whole bunch of brain food that gives you the energy and the mental clarity you need to get through your day. There are no spikes. There are no drops. You just feel more energized. You're thinking more clearly. That TPS report, the pivot table, the Excel spreadsheet, the budget, the end of month closing, the conference call, the meeting, the drive home. Maybe you're a trucker. We have so many truckers that listen to the show. Thank you for keeping America moving. Thank you to our Amazon drivers. Thank you to our FedEx and, and mail people. That's who Buckshot's about. So just hook it up, drink it, and you're going to feel great for the rest of your day. Cheers to you, friends. Do it. There it is. Ice cold. Buckshot from Bucked Up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. In the description of the show below, there's a link to get six free Buckshots. Supplies are limited because we moved. Do you guys understand we moved hundreds of samples last month? I'm for real. October was a massive month for us moving samples. It bucked up. Let's do it again in November. Go hook it up. Get in the description below. Get the link for the free samples of Buckshot. And I would also tell you, never forget, if you want to go get your Buckshot at buckedup.com, as I did today, use the promo code MONTY to save 20% off. You're looking at about, on a per case basis, you're looking at about $20 a box for Buckshot, which is a phenomenal price. It's usually 32 bucks. Go hook it up, buckedup.com. Uh, and if you need pre-workout, whey protein, your creatine. I, I am all on board with the six-point creatine. Yeah. Phenomenal. What now, you bet? I, I, I assume that because I take creatine, uh, that I'm going to be able to hit a golf ball 600 yards this weekend. Right, I right. Mean, you know, do you even lift? Yeah, I do, bro. Uh, get it at buckedup.com. Let's get to, before we get to the Central Michigan update today, um, <laughs> you guys, uh, oh, I'm sorry, comment dump. Jack says, Ollie Gordon gets bucked up before every carry. Damn. You know, he's the greatest <laughs> running back. <laughs> the first comment out of the gate today is Ollie Gordon. Uh, it's stay on brand guys it's remarkable uh big shout out to aaron wilson gift to the monty show membership let's go baby let's go make sure you guys get in the membership it is your best way to win our trip for two to see the raiders and the vikings uh jaron hall byu alum starting quarterback for the vikings he'll be in vegas with the vikings against the raiders we've got a pair of tickets for you thanks to our friends at sound sleep medical <laughs> Get the membership and donuts. Time flies. Good times. Can you guys believe that it is uh, November 1st? And that means End Donuts has been a member for seven months. Okay. Let's go. Look at you guys supporting the show. Really appreciate that. You guys are amazing. Uh, Elks 70. Yeah, nice antlers. Yeah, nice antlers, bro. Yeah. Uh, Zach Smith started that rumor last week on his YouTube show. To troll Michigan fans and it worked. Scamweb at 247 ran with it. Never heard of, I don't know who Scamweb is. <laughs> I have never heard of any of them, but that's cool. But I'll tell you, a ton of people sent it to me, so I'm sure they made money on it. And we got a no comment from Christopher Day. Uh, so we're always going to investigate comments like that. We're always going to investigate stories like that. Maybe we were on a wild goose chase. I don't know. 
Uh, Ryan Willie for $5. In my opinion, the college football playoff, Big Ten, NCAA want Michigan in the playoff because it's about the money. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, it's about the money. Look at the week nine TV numbers. Um, not a huge number this week, right? Nobody in the eight, nine, 10 million range. But you look at the big brands, Georgia and Florida on top, Ohio State against Wisconsin drew 4.87, right? But if you look down this list, who's not, who's not there? Who's not there? Well, that would be Michigan is nowhere near the top. I mean, Colorado again, third with 4.6 million, you know, Oklahoma giving their season away in front of 3.6 million. Look at Penn State, 3.4 million. Well, Michigan wasn't there because they were on by. Mm. And the numbers are lower, right? I, I mean, there's no way to deny that. That's my point. Look at Florida State all the way down at 2 million. Look at BYU and Texas at 2.38. Pitt, Notre Dame at under 2 million. You know, you, you look at the big brands when Michigan doesn't play, TV viewership is down. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. That's why, and, and you know, Ryan, I think you're right. They make money for for their TV partners. So, yeah, I'm not surprised at all that they want Michigan on television at all. Uh, Mark Thorpe, a member for three months. Hey. Let's go, Mark Thorpe. Says, keep up the good work, gentlemen. Appreciate you, Mark. Thank you very much. Uh, WTF Craps became a YouTube member. Let's go. Look it up. Off to a good start today. I'll tell you guys. When you're a member of the show, we're always going to hook you up. You know that you are always going to get access to our content first. Um, if you join our members-only uh, Instagram group, uh, you find out about things first. Um, if you are like WTF Craps, who is a uh, uh, entry-level member, that means all his comments get highlighted in red before our non-members on the show. Uh, you know our comments section um, has gone to uh, subscribers only because that's what a lot of our members asked for. So that's what we did. Um, so if you're not subscribed to the channel, you can't comment. But you always get asked questions like that. So WTF craps, we appreciate you. Turd Ferguson. Sir, dude. Michigan also didn't play. That's correct. That was my kind of my point. Uh, you know. Uh, you know. Uh, let's see. Blyberg. Zach Smith is the former wide receiver uh, of Ohio State. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, Phil Venzer, Phil, how are you? You want to come down and watch the Raiders? Sell your tickets and go watch a strip show. More offense. Um, we have to talk about that because Josh McDaniels got whacked. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see. Uh, Jeff Woodward, that will finally get you to feel like a winner, Dakota. What did Dakota say? Good Lord. Dakota's been on a run lately. Uh, I just had a blood raz. Blood raz filled with the blood of Kansas. The blood of Kansas. <coughs> Rock chalk blood talk. Yeah. Okay. It didn't really flow the way that I had hoped. Uh, Kevin the Destroyer, what's up? Boy, tough week, OU. Uh, Santa Aaron. Thank you, Aaron, for the membership. Um, how much you bench? You know, this is, it's funny you asked that. Jake and I have been talking about, do we want to go back to 225? What do you bench? Do we want to get back to three plates at 15 reps? I don't, I, you know, uh, I don't feel the need to lift heavy like that. I'd like to get back to 325 or 225 rather. That'll be my max ever. So, you know, uh, Jared, guys, that literally was a troll job created by Zach Smith. I, I don't believe hey it was a troll job. I don't believe that's what that was. 
And I don't know Zach Smith, obviously, but Ohio State fan is red ass fan. Uh-huh. Like, I, I don't. I can tell you, Ohio State fans didn't take it as a troll job. And by the way, if you're a former wide receiver at Ohio State, be better than a troll job. Seriously. And this is the problem with, and, and we talk about this a lot on the show. So this isn't just whoever this Zach Smith guy is or whatever. This is the problem with everybody having a, a podcast and all of a sudden everybody's a source. And Zach Smith probably doesn't know Ohio State football from a hole in the ground. I have no idea. I would hope that he would be more ethical than a troll job and making up stories because it, it drives me crazy that you work really hard to build a show and people are like, oh, you're just a podcast. And it's like, yeah, essentially guys like Zach Smith ruin it for everybody else. Yeah. So if, if you're expecting me to be like, hey, great job, Zach Smith, you're you're on the wrong show because I think it's incredibly unethical. I think it's embarrassing. And I think it's very telling about how much Michigan is in the head of Ohio State right now. I, I don't think Completely there's any agree. doubt about that. Yeah. yeah. Any doubt about that at all. Uh, Spangler, what's up? I looked at the new Big 12 schedule today. I don't see Kansas losing for three, four years. Uh, we'll talk about that coming up in about 30 minutes. I don't see Kansas ever losing another game, ever. I don't, I, I mean, just looking at their schedule, I think they're, <laughs> I think Mark Mangino's towel is the yeah. only loser here. That's a, in, that's a, you know, uh, Jeff Woodworth, uh, Jason looks like KU's only, uh, protected rival is K-State. Correct. As it should be, as it should be. Um, let's see. Phil, uh, Philip Sprosty. I just wonder how many schools are involved besides Central Michigan and SC. 100%, well, let's yeah. let's talk about the yeah. Central Michigan thing because we've done a lot of work on this as well. And I, I got to be honest with you, I don't think it's I don't believe that it's Zach Stallions, Connor, Connor Stallions, rather. Excuse me, I don't believe it's Connor Stallions. Somebody's going to have to give me concrete evidence now because it just doesn't make any common sense that a guy like Jim McElwain is going to expose himself to this kind of danger for Connor Stallions. It makes no sense to me that everybody was like, oh yeah, those are, uh, you know, those are those Rayman sunglasses that record when clearly they were not. And people were Photoshopping blue dots onto Ray-Ban sunglasses. I have a hard time believing as much as that appears to be Connor Stallions in those pictures. I don't believe that a guy, the credibility, the professional, the experience of Jim McElwain would allow this to happen in his program. And you can sit here and tell me, well, he didn't know like a water boy, um, one of the administrators, it doesn't matter. Jim McElwain's responsible. I have a real hard time believing that this is Connor Stallions. Now, you know what the other problem here is? I have a real hard time believing it's not. Because if it wasn't Connor Stallions, where's Jimmy, the you know special teams coach's oil change guy at Jiffy Lube, hey guys. who happened to be on the sideline and looks just like Connor Stallions, standing up and being like, hey, uh, that was me, dude. Me? Where's the water boy? Where's the the guy who won the pass because he's a 4.0. <laughs> I 
Where is it? Where, if this is not Connor Stallions, where is the dude that, that it is? Cause he would come forward. Cause if, if this is Connor Stallions, Jim McElwain's in real trouble at central Michigan. Re I mean, real trouble because that would be a breach of just about every ethical level in coaching. The, the idea that you allowed Connor Stallions to stand on your sideline and steal Michigan State's signals, it, it's unthinkable. Thanks. It's, it's unthinkable. You, you, he would resign, I believe, if this is Connor Stallions. And if he doesn't resign, I believe Central Michigan would fire him. It's that much of an ethical breach to have Connor Stallions on the sideline. And man, I'm telling you, I just don't believe it was him. I, I, I know, I know it looks like him. It talks like him. It walks like him. It smells like fish. It's Connor Stallions. But I'm telling you, I believe in Jim McElwain. I, I cannot believe, I cannot believe that he would risk everything that he has earned to put Connor Stallions on his sideline, but he didn't help my argument last night after his game. Now, before we go any farther, um, we've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around so with the the uh, the sign stealer guy. Um, you know, our people are doing everything they can to get to the bottom of it. Um, we're unaware, totally unaware of it. Uh, I certainly don't condone it. Uh, in any way, shape, or form, and uh, you know, I do know that his name was on none of the passes that were let out. Um, now we just keep tracing it back and tracing it back and try to figure it out. But it's in good hands with our people. Um, and again, uh, you know, there, there's there's no place in football for that. Yeah, but the problem with that coach. When he says, well, you know, his name wasn't on any of the passes that were handed out. You know what's wrong with that? They were on the road. So they weren't hard cards, as they're called. Right. Season-long credentials. They were paper, generic credentials that simply said VB, Central Michigan, uh, Michigan State. And what happens is Michigan State prints up like 50 of those things and put stickers on them, and they hand them over to Central Michigan. And Central Michigan hands them out. And they are supposed to be for sideline personnel only. So the idea that there's a pass list or that somehow Connor Stallion's name would be on a credential, that's just not how this works. Connor Stallion's as an employee, yeah, okay, he'd be on the list, but he doesn't work for Central Michigan. So my point is, if this truly was Connor Stallions on the Central Michigan sideline, and again, I know, I know if it walks like a duck and talks like a duck and wears sunglasses and looks like a Michigan football analyst, it probably was. Yeah. Right? And it's really difficult to look at these photos you're looking at now and say, yeah, no, that's not Connor Stallions. That's, well, yeah, you know what? That actually, that is Connor Stallions. Man, I mean, the goatee, the, mm, I would be shocked if this was Connor Stallions. Yeah, and, and I think the only thing that, that Jim's got working for him here is that, is as you said, it was a road game. 
And, you know, Connor Stallions knows people. And, and, and I'm telling you, and this he is why, has talked about the fact he knows people. And this is why I'm concerned. This is not just something that happened on Central Michigan's sideline. I, I, I have to wonder how many other schools did Connor do this with if this was him. And, and in my opinion, that 100% is him. And you have no doubt have about no it. I have no doubt about it. I think it looks just like him. His build is similar. They're facially, it looks the same. Like I, I just, it, that looks like the same guy to me, man. And, and I think, you know, for Jim, I agree with your, with your logic. Hey, if this wasn't Connor and they had the opportunity to come out, just adamantly deny it. Hey, that wasn't him. That was this guy. Then we'd have heard that, but they haven't done that. And he refused to say his name. Damn well knowing what his name is. He said, sign stealer guy. So to me, whether you want to look at overlays like this, whether you want to look at uh, pictures, whether you want to look at the video from the broadcast where Connor Stallions is shying away and looking looking like a scared dog on the sideline and standing out like a sore thumb, it was him in my opinion. So that's why I say, like, I, I don't... I agree that, that Jim should have known who's on his sideline, but I also agree we've never seen anything like this never. before. We've never seen someone as capable as Connor Stallions was. So if it came out tomorrow that Jim truly, if it could be proven that Jim truly had no idea who the hell Connor Stallions was or that that was him on the sideline doing what he was doing and that Connor got on that VB oh, list, if you will, not that there was a list, but he got one of those passes and was on the sideline, I just wouldn't be that surprised because, again, this is one of those setups where the fewer people that know, the better. So if Connor was like, hey, dude, hey, Central Michigan guy that I've been friends with for however long, hey, man, we're doing this thing, and, you know, I need a VB pass. Can can you hook me up? Oh, yeah, dude, no problem. By the way, since we're friends, here's some, here's some stuff. Like, yeah. come on, dude. I, I mean, that wouldn't be far-fetched. Fishing R or Fish RN says, how do we get Connor Stallion action figures? For real. <laughs> Which edition would you like, the Michigan or Central Michigan edition? Oh, that's funny. That's funny, RN. Uh, Jared Haddle for $5. Zach Smith was the wide receiver coach at, at Ohio State while they won the national championship in 2014. His grandfather was Earl Bruce. He knows football. But then why be a jack wagon and make, make up a story? You know football so well. Why are you why are you making up stories? Why are you fabricating stories? Yeah, lot this is not something alumni would want to get involved in typically. Yeah, why would you especially Earl Bruce is your grandfather. You're not better than this? You're not like this is the problem with everybody having a podcast. That doesn't make you credible. It doesn't because Earl Bruce was Bruce was your grandfather clearly Earl didn't teach you ethics on not lying and making up stories if that's truly what this was. And I have no reason to believe that it wasn't. Uh, Aaron Wilson gifts another Monty Show membership. Thank you. Okay. Sir. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Welcome to the nightmare for $2. Connor Stallions, the Where's Waldo of college football. Yes. I mean, I, I, I hope this was not Connor. I hope this was not Connor. I mean, seriously, I really, ugh. it's rough. Ugh. It, I don't believe it is. I can't, I, do you know the level of dishonesty Jim McElwain would have to have in his program to do this? And why would he help Michigan? 
Yeah, he wouldn't. And that's why I'm inclined to say I don't think he knew about it. Now, yeah. I'm not, I'm not no, defending right. Jim right. with that. I'm not saying that he's not responsible because I think he didn't know. He is absolutely responsible. But but I, I, I'm with you. I don't I, Jim doesn't have a reason to help Michigan or 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 to to beat Michigan State so badly. Like it's not like you're playing in the national championship game and it's central Michigan versus Michigan State for all no. of it. Like that's not the case here. This is a regular season game that you're gonna lose most years. And so you're telling me that one year you gotta win it? Like that's not what this was. So so nothing really adds up or makes sense that Jim would have known and Jim would have signed off on this. And and I'm telling you, like, I I I am not going to put anything past Connor Stallions and Jim Harbaugh uh and what they're willing to do. Because if you're willing to go and go to other stadiums and do this, if you're willing to recruit in the dark period, if you're willing to have a staffer committing computer crimes, you're willing to do pretty much anything, bro. And I want you to listen to this because there's one other point that I think is really relevant about what Jim McElwain says here. And it is on the side of all of you who believe that this is Connor Stallions. Mm -hmm. now, before we go any farther, uh, we've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around so with the, the, uh, the sign stealer guy. Uh. What's wrong with that statement? Well, Jim McElwain was the wide receiver coach at Michigan. And I want to say, and I was looking at the uh, staff list for Central Michigan, and I believe that his uh, Mike Zordich, the DB coach, and Jack Costner, the quarterback coach, we're all with Jim McElwain at Michigan in 2018. And I was looking at that list, and guess who else is on that list of Michigan football in 2018? Connor Stallions. Oh. So when Jim McElwain says. Now, before we go any farther, um, we've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around so with the, the, uh, the sign stealer guy. You don't know his name? This is my issue here. Now there's so much doubt that I don't know what to believe. But what I do believe is that Jim McElwain is a really good dude. And I've never heard a bad word about Jim McElwain. I've, I've always heard that he is ethical. I do not know him. But I know that people respect the hell out of him. But you know who Connor Stallions is. Yeah, you do. And... You're calling him sign stealer guy? Come on, dude. Come on. You and multiple other staff members know who Connor Stallions is because you worked with him in 2018. And I don't care if he was an intern or just some low-level employee. It doesn't matter. When you're in football, it is a family. When you're in a football office, and if you if and I, I'm not trying to mansplain this to you, but when you're in a football office, you are in basically an office a floor of an office building and it's all football at a university like Michigan. You probably have an entire floor. That's all football. You cross paths, you talk, you're in meetings together. They know who Connor Stallions is. So I, I, as I said, I'm going to err on the side of, I can't believe Jim McElwain would do this. But man, it's awfully hard to turn a blind eye to this. Yeah, I mean, that point you just made is pretty damning. I mean, it's very I mean, difficult you know, to turn you, a blind eye to this. Yeah, you 
he spent time on the same staff together, and now he just allegedly a guy that looks just like him, right? Yeah, it shows up, and you're not adamantly denying it. So, and by the way, when I watched the video, I noticed how much he stutters before he says "sign stealer guy," which is an obvious tell. Well, and a lot of people pointed that out. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, before we go any farther, uh, we've obviously are aware of a uh, picture floating around so with the the. Uh, the sign stealer guy. Uh, yeah, that's tough to. Yeah, that's a good point. I, 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 a lot of people have pointed that out, but I, yeah, I, it, I mean, he, he knows Connor Stallions. Yeah. So, and so it's the, tough. this is the question I've brought up uh, before with this whole thing. When this whole thing first came out, what's the deal? What, what, what is the deal that, that, that either Jim has with Jim Harbaugh or, or the two schools have together? What is the, the trade Man. of services, right? Like, so is it, hey, is it as simple as, hey, yeah, we'll help you beat Michigan State because we have their signs, but we need our guy on the sideline for that. And he needs to be in coach's gear and, you know, needs to look clean, clean cut. Is that the deal or was it monetary? There, I'm telling you there's something there. That's a, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I What I can tell you is, and I, I've tried to find people to say bad things about Jim McElwain and... Nobody has a bad thing to say about him. And the guy's been around football for a gazillion years. Yeah, he seems like a guy that would never do this on his own. I don't he, think he, he would. He he seems like a, a genuinely, he seems like a good dude. Well, and look at look at Boyd Lake's point. This is what I said earlier. Bring the fucking guy who was yeah. Connor Stallion. Excuse my friends, yeah. but bring me the guy who was not Connor Stallions. If that was not Connor Stallions at Central Michigan, bring me that guy yeah produce the witness i want it or you're guilty i can get you a connor stallion yeah <laughs> oh like i mean <laughs> listen bro it was, this is like this is this it is was, it was my landscaper's kid dream of a lifetime bro this is citizen connor stallion standing next to fbi agent connor stallions dude come on like we know it's you dude come on produce the guy that wasn't Connor Stallion. I mean, what is the delay? Is he having to grow facial hair so you can try to mimic it? Yeah, uh, he's out of pocket right now. Well, oh, well, he's sick. Uh, okay. Coach, what do you mean by that? Well, when I say out of pocket, he's on the run. Nobody could get in touch um, with him. Um, uh, um, yeah, he's six feet under Bo Schembechler. Right? Like, and heard me. Come on. I mean, like, what are we doing? What do we knew? Uh, OG Gary, quote, say his name. Yeah, dude. Like, like, what are we doing, man? Exactly right. Josh Holt, I am in disbelief that the sign stealer guy was on CMU's sideline. I, it's so bad if he is. And, and again, I, I, I don't mean to keep repeating what Boyd Lake said. Produce the guy. Is it really that outlandish with what we know they've done already? Is it really that outlandish? I, I Maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, Ferris Khan. Actually, the most logical conclusion is that Stallions is just smart enough to pull this off, but dumb enough to not cover his tracks well enough. He's a lone wolf. That's what well, I'm saying. I, do we still have the uh, UT message boards? Um, yeah, right yeah we do. Look, And you guys remember this. We showed you this last week. I'll go back to this one here. Look at December. Look at December 1st, 2022. And just look at the uh, look at the what the guy says. One of my little brother's friends is a scout for them, Michigan. They paid him to travel to UT Vandy to try and steal our signs. 
So he's like telling his friends, hey, oh, I'm going to be in town. Let's play some ping pong. Hey, you guys want to have a beer? Yeah, I'm going to the game to steal uh, UT signs, but that doesn't mean we can't play beer pong together. Yeah, and every time you make it in the cup, I'll tell you which sign I have. Oh! Yeah. I just, so I said, yeah. It hurts my brain, dude. It absolutely hurts my brain. That you're looking at a situation where this is just so. I'm just telling you, stop being surprised. Yeah. Stop being surprised. And he says, how about the Nike PEs on CMU staff members when everyone wears Adidas? There were several, and I think this is a stretch. There were several uh, members of the uh, Central Michigan staff wearing um, what they describe as Michigan shoes. Connor Stallions did not have on Adidas. In the in the pictures I've seen, excuse all of, me, it's sign stealer guy. Thank you, sign stealer guy did not have on Adidas. <laughs> Central Michigan is an Adidas school, and all the Adidas coaches you saw around there were wearing Adidas shoes. Connor and they've come up with other pictures, but again, I don't trust internet people. Zach Smith at Ohio Sleuth. State lying and and producing like the people that were putting out what was clearly altered pictures of these sunglasses with a blue dot. Come on. My point is that there was all this talk about how Michigan's a Nike school and they get PEs and look, those are Michigan. Okay. I'm not doing that. I just, I, his, the face, the ear bent. People went to the extent to measure his ears, arms, shoulders, and legs. Can you measure it? And say he's the exact same guy. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It is, it is unbelievable to me. That this is where we are. I, I just, I, I don't know. Jeff Woodworth, sign stealer guy, the next head coach at Michigan. Well, he has. And Connor Stallions wrote a Michigan manifesto. His the ink plan, isn't dry yet. He called it a manifesto. His plan to rise to the top of power at Michigan. Make Michigan the new standard. It's wild to me. Uh, Johnny Gonzalez, uh, you go troll for clicks when I scroll for chicks. Come on, guys. This is first world problems here. I know. I know. AAR, a oh, whoa, comment dump. I lost that comment. I apologize. Josh Holt, the documentary they make about sign stealer guy will be better than the Manti Tales girl. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, I mean, at least Nothing sign stealer guy exists. Nothing is better. Why do you have to bring why do you have to bring up Manti Tales dead girlfriend who never existed? <laughs> why, why do a hurtful thing like that? Uh Dakota Tubbs. You definitely can't trust any jag off with a podcast YouTube machine yeah. show unless it's Monty and Jake. Yeah, come on. You know, uh, Bryce Martin, the Russians have found their way in. Okay. Wow. Now, look, look, Pootie, if we just go to the Michigan football office and use their mainframe, I mean, we can conquer the world. You just gave a gift to the Russians. I know it's Jim Harbaugh and he's Superman, but, you know. It's a wee fence. Uh, Jim Choi, Michigan is Air, an Air Jordan school. Well, but as an Air right. Jordan school, you get Nike. You're Nike. Yeah. You get boxes of shoes and they send you every drop of every Nike shoe. You get dunks, you get 90s, you get Air Max, you get everything. So um, yeah. I, I, that doesn't matter. Uh, Alex Rea, this would make a great Oliver Stone movie. No, it wouldn't. Uh, Jeremiah Champion, what's up, Jeremiah? The drama in college football is better than the soap operas. It certainly is. It certainly is. All right. Uh, not better than soap operas, better than everything are our friends at Prize Picks, the official daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show. I uh, got my ass handed to me again. I'm on a four day losing streak at oui. prizepicks.com. We, oui. 
Uh, thanks to Kevin Durant getting not fouled at the end of the game. Dude, he got slapped in the face. No, he didn't. Don't Victor, slander him. Victor's the way, yeah, dominating. Okay. Victor okay. Wambin, your mama, okay. and Kevin. Victor's the way. Victor Wambin, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Uh, lost in prize picks last night. Uh, but I'm back on the horse today. You guys, we're not. We're, we, we hear uh, on the Monty Show, when it comes to prize picks, we, we run... We run a we fence, right? Um, because we take very seriously uh, our prize picks, and so today, look at the combos I rolled out today. Now you know that I have hacked the prize pick system, and I know that if you play three, your your chances of winning is much higher. What are you, a Michigan staffer? Oh, Connor Stallions or the sign stealer guy told me to do it this yeah. way. Corey Seager and Luka Doncic combined for six. Total bases, three-pointers made. I took more. Ding. Uh, Nathan uh, Mackinnon and Steph Curry. Uh, shots on goal and three-pointers made. I feel good about that. Let's go. Uh, Nathan Avaldi and Anthony Edwards. And seven and a half. So I need eight combined strikeouts and three-pointers made. Nice. I feel really good about that to the point where, um, stupid me, on prizepicks.com where you get 100% deposit matching when you use the promo code Monty. Uh, I went I went all in on Nathan Avaldi tonight. So let's go. Everybody on the show today, you're Texas Rangers fans. Yeah. Yeah. We need to win on Prize Picks, the official fantasy, daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show. Make sure you download the app. In the description below, there's a link that'll embed the promo code Monty. You get 100% deposit matching up to 100 bucks. Prizepicks.com, the official. Daily fantasy partner of the Monty Show. Our number two of the show presented by Sound Sleep Medical, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. We've been telling you guys all week, had a long discussion about it. Everybody was uh, DMing yesterday um, about how to win the Raiders tickets. It's very simple. Um, you just get hooked up with the folks at soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Sign up for your, your free sleep evaluation. And the best part is it's at home. They're not going to plug a bunch of like, what is it? What, Mars Attacks. We watched right. Mars Attacks on Halloween last night at, at Casa de Monte. Jake and his lovely significant other came yeah. over, handed out candy. We watched Mars Attacks. They're not going to have a bunch of Martian wires attached to your head. It's pretty simple. Uh, as Matt Deering from Sound Sleep Medical is about to tell you. Hi, Matt. Good to see you. What's going on? Hey, that's a great show, Mars Attacks. It's been a while. That was an awesome... I. That's an oldie, but a goodie. Mars Attacks Classic. is a underrated. Now, is it a Halloween movie? Yeah, I don't know. It's matter. got Martians in Vegas, so it could be close. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Well, hey, we're trying to get you guys a better night's sleep. Uh, it's pretty simple to start. All you need to do is go to that link right there, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. You're going to sign up for a free sleep assessment and a free sleep consultation right in our office uh, with, our, with our provider. Uh, the sleep assessment will be at home. In your bed, simple, simple uh, testing tool, tool that goes across your chest, uh, evaluates how you're sleeping at night, how you're turning, whether or not you're breathing, because that's uh, that's kind of what we're looking for is uh, we're testing for sleep apnea or, or sleep disorder breathing. If you're if you stop breathing at night or if you have obstruction obstructions in your airway that uh, restricts how much oxygen is getting to your brain, we want to test for that. And if there is an issue, we've got a solution to help fix it. It's uh, oral appliance therapy. It's this simple little device here that goes inside your mouth and uh, you sleep with it at night. 
custom made for just just for you. And while you're sleeping, it keeps your lower jaw forward, so your airway stays unobstructed. Usually, when you sleep, I got this goofy looking head thing. Let me pull this guy up. <laughs> now, look at that. That is ugly. But uh, what happens for our patients? They sleep. They go to bed at night, and uh, their their jaw slips back. Let me kind of here we go. I got this guy here. Jaw slips back. And you see that 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 soft palate slips back, and it right about there causes snoring, and then boom, there's the obstruction. And once that's obstructed, no longer are you getting uh, sleep, getting the oxygen that you need into your brain. And this simple device just pulls that uh, pulls that lower jaw back forward, leaves that airway unobstructed, and so you're getting great night's sleep all night long, getting the oxygen you need, keep keeping your brain healthy, waking up revitalized and revigorated in the morning. Uh, and again, it's just with this simple simple device. You know, uh, the, the some, thing some I therapy. think that a lot of people think is sensational or those who don't understand how serious sleep apnea is snoring and sleep apnea while they may be related they can be different right and Absolutely. i think the other part that people don't understand is sleep apnea quite literally kills people in this country and in this world how how important is it if you have sleep apnea how important is it to get that diagnosed well well again as you mentioned snoring is just a sign of a bigger problem sleep apnea uh, as we know, as human beings, we require oxygen to live. And if we're not getting the oxygen that we need, we're actually killing parts of our body. Uh, it starts with the brain and you start killing off brain cells because you're not getting the oxygen that your brain needs to survive. And it can create uh, other conditions, major conditions like Alzheimer and dementia later in life. Uh, additionally, as you mentioned, if you're not breathing, you, you, could, you could die. We've had some... Uh, uh, sudden, sudden deaths. That's kind of more the extreme example. We have people not get their, their get their uh, sleep apnea fixed. They ended up uh, passing away because uh, just during the sleep they weren't uh, they weren't breathing. So it's a simple it's a simple test. You come in the office, you take it home, uh, hook it up at, at night. Four hours worth of sleep is all you need to do. Uh, if after that you're uncomfortable, you can take it off. We get four hours. So we can we can give you a good diagnosis and understanding where you're at. Uh, you, the bigger, uh, the bigger part that I loved about getting my sleep apnea fixed and using this device is now my wife gets a good night's sleep. So she's happier. I'm happier. The kids are happier. The general feeling around the, around the house is better. Uh, yeah. and, it, and it's as simple, as simple as giving us a call or going online and scheduling that appointment right now. And I think one of the, the main things, every time you come on, it's so great to listen to you talk about the facts about sleep quality, snoring versus sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. One of the major things I hear about is, well, uh, sleep apnea is a problem that fat people have and it's obesity and it's only men. And yeah. there's so, I think we just don't understand it, Matt. I think yeah, we, no, I, I, I just I think we don't the know. Office day, I, it, was, it was the most petite little uh, woman that was coming out and I just, you know, and she just got picked up her device and she was excited to use it. I mean, again, like I said, it's not size or gender that determines if you have sleep apnea. It does have to do a lot to do with your your kind of physical makeup inside right here. And so some people we get to come in, they're just, you know, they're, they're like I said, this, this petite little woman that came in and, and got her apnea fixed. She's going to be a lot happier. Uh, but yeah, things like obesity, when you add a little bit of extra weight here when you're sleeping, that can increase your uh, the severity of your apnea if you already have it and can cause apnea. And we can help with both those things. If you, if you just need a little bit of weight, we'll help you with that. If you need to uh, be a little bit more aggressive and and use a simple device like this, we can we can get that custom fit and and uh, in 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 your sleeping uh, really fast. Again, it, all it does is keep that lower keeps that lower jaw forward. It's treated with our physicians and with our dentists on staff, so make sure you have a great fit and that it's working the way that it needs to to treat your apnea. I think the 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 last thing I don't mean to talk your ear off about it, but no, 
it I love that it is custom fit. I yeah. love that it is small. You're never nobody's going to look at this device and say, "Well, you know what? It's uh, I can't travel with that thing. That's going to make my suitcase <laughs> overweight." Right? Like nobody's going to worry about the size or the the adaptability of this thing because it's fit for everybody. Mm. And it I think it really matters that it's not embarrassing. It's not something that's yeah. on your face or makes noise mm -hmm. or has does all this it, doesn't leave marks and, on your eyes right here. I've got a lot of people coming yeah. in impressions from their, their uh, sleep apnea masks that, that, that they're wearing. And so, you know, and I mean, it's, I'm not going to be, honest, I'm going to be honest. This isn't like the sexiest thing, but it's a lot, <laughs> sure. it's a lot sexier than that big face mask that fits over your face at night. It doesn't, it, there's no additional noise that comes from it. The cleaning is simple because you don't have to take off all the tubes and run special water through it. The, the, the simplicity of this device is why we use it. It's being adapted slower in the United States, honestly, than other parts of the country, just because the medical system's already got CPAP and they know how to bill it and they make it real easy. You don't have to get, yeah. get a dentist involved. We've got the system set up so we can use the dentist to get the right impressions of your teeth. We can use the doctor to get the right prescription uh, set up for your, your apnea to get the right device. So because we have that set up and we're fairly unique in, in this, uh, we're going to get you the treatment that you're going to be able to adapt to quicker 50% of people that try start with CPAP are, are done using it after 60 days. 95% of our people after they use it are still using it after 60 days. So uh, come and try the difference. That's huge, man. And I, I just, I appreciate so much. It's a quality of life. It will, it will, I'm not exaggerating. It will change your life. Is sleeping better? Forget the, even the sleep effects, just the intimacy and the relationship you're able to build with your significant other, Matt. I, you guys are changing people's lives, man. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate you sending our listeners to Las Vegas to see the yeah, uh, Vikings and the Raiders in December. Always good to see you, Matt. We will uh, talk to you later in the week. Talk to you soon, guys. Thanks. There you go. Matt Deering from Sound Sleep Medical. You guys, when do we put people on for 10 minutes? When, uh, like, that's how seriously I take yes. this thing. And I want you to understand, man, I get it. It's embarrassing. I understand that you're probably self-conscious. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to deal with it. Please do it. It's, it's one sleep study. They make it so easy. Your insurance is available to help you with this. Like there's no excuse beyond what's in your mind. Change your life. Get back into bed with your wife. Get back into bed with your husband. Breathe easier. Don't kill your brain. There's, I just said, don't kill your brain. Seriously. I, I, I'm not even exaggerating. Get to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Sign up for your free in-home sleep evaluation you get a free consultation after that, and they're just going to lay it out for you. You have no obligation. They're just going to lay out, hey, here's what this, this oral, and it really is, it's a mouthpiece, right? I understand that it's it's this, this medical device. It's a mouthpiece that's custom fit for you. You heard him talk about dentists. You heard him talk about doctors. Like They custom fit this thing to your mouth. It makes a difference. Hook it up, soundsleepmedical.com. Uh, and then once you book your sleep study, you guys screenshot it, go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty screenshot it, send it to Jake do on it. Twitter or Instagram on DM, however you want to do it. And we'll enter you to win the trip to Las Vegas to see the Raiders and the Vikings two nights at the Flamingo dinner for two at Mastro's ocean club in the treehouse, the best steak dinner you've ever had. We're going to send you to see the Raiders and the Vikings in good seats. We're going to be a $200 Visa gift card to get you there. Hook it up, soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Hour number two of the show. Yes. Good job. Love it. Uh, did you guys see the Big 12 schedule matrix today? 
Uh, Keanu Reeves had nothing to do with this. But then again, maybe he should have. There are a lot of Big 12 fans who are not happy with the scheduling matrix. But I can tell you as somebody that watches Big 12 football on a weekly basis, I I let out an audible, yeah, yes. It's a Big 12. Because I get BYU and Utah every single year. I get Arizona and Arizona State every single year. I get KU and K-State every single year. Now, are we getting Iowa State and KU every year? Well, we're getting it three out of the four years. And I don't, Farmageddon, bitches. <laughs> like, I totally get it. Yeah. But if you guys look at these schedules, man, I think they're pretty good. If you look at the, if you look at, here's Kansas. So you get, KU gets them in Lawrence in 24. You got to go to Ames in 25, right? And I, I agree. You really would like to see that game all four years. But I understand it's not there in 26, and then you're back in Lawrence in 27. You look at you you look at look at Utah, new member in the conference. We get BYU Utah every single year. Damn right we do. And we should get it every single year. I look at Texas Tech. I love the schedule for Texas Tech. Look at the home games for Texas Tech. ASU, Colorado, Baylor, Cincinnati, West Virginia. Those are five games that I would expect you to dominate at, at Jones. I'd expect you to win every single one of those, right? I look at your road schedule. You got some tough games on the road. There's not an easy road game there, but you better win your home games, right? I look at Colorado. Oh, Coach Prime, time to steal some diamonds. <laughs> like I look at the home schedule, look in 2024 at the home schedule for CU. Utah, Baylor, Oak, Oak State. Oak State. The, Holly Garden. The. Ollie Gordon. Ollie Gordon Heisman. Do you believe? Uh, K-State and Cincinnati. It's a really good schedule. You look, look at the way that this conference will play out. Look at look at K-State's schedule. You have big home games. You have big road games. I think the Big 12 crushed this thing. I think they did a really good job. And if you look at the matrix across all four years. Jake, I think they did a really good job, and I don't know that that we could have asked for more on these schedules. Yeah, I mean, I think all you all you really want to ask for on a scheduling matrix like this is to make sure the rivalries are there every single year that you want, and making sure that you know the schedules are are they flow well, they're balanced. Like you get you know the non the non rivalry games, you make sure that you've got good matchups so that we stay interested. And I think they did that. And I think you know the other the other detail here is that I love that they gave us a, a full rubric. But then I love that they have each brand's home and away schedules for all four years. I think it's brilliant. I think the Big 12 knows exactly what they're doing with this situation. They understand exactly how important it is to make sure that your schedules moving forward without Texas and Oklahoma are strong. And I know they've left Texas and Oklahoma behind already, and you know we're kind of past that point. But I still think that first year where you're not seeing those games in your conference anymore really matters. You want to make sure that that you have as many rivalry games in there as you can. You want to make sure that as long as Deion Sanders is, is in the Big 12 conference, that he's playing as many big games as possible. Even if they're losing those games, it's good for business. So I really like what the Big 12 did here, and I, I really think they're set up to dominate in both football 
and basketball. Now, in football, does dominating mean college football playoff? I don't know. I don't know. That's year to year. You know, that's roster to roster. Who the hell knows, right? But but what I do know is that you are in a strong position to move forward. And I think, as usual, Brett, your marketing company have stayed on brand and on message. They want to monetize basketball, and they want to make sure that football continues to go up and to the right. And if they do that, this conference will be successful. This conference will survive the next round of media negotiations. That's right. Because that's what this is. You guys realize that, right? That's what these scheduling matrix are all about if you're the conference. Hey, we need to make sure that we get as many big games in this thing as possible until this current TV situation uh, uh, expires, right? So the next four years, we want to make sure that Prime's got big games, that that we've got Kansas and, and K-State, that you know we've got as many as we can get. And I think they've done a great job with that. And I think when they're making the schedule this time around, the ACC situation has to be in the back of your mind. Who knows what's going to happen with that over the course of these next four years? Yeah. Who the hell knows? Yeah, and I'm telling you right now, we need BYU and Utah every single year. And yeah. I know that uh, Farmageddon, I understand the territorial cop. I, listen, I get it. BYU and Utah is one of the most important rivalries in all of college football. And if you've never experienced BYU and Utah, if you've never been a part of the Holy War, it is transformative in the state of Utah. It is absolutely a time and a two-week period where families don't talk, where church is different, where church ball is different, where your neighborhood is different, where moms and dads, sons and daughters, brothers do not fraternize because it's BYU and Utah. It means that much. Nationally, it has always been a very important game. It has always drawn good numbers on television. I think we are just seeing the beginning of it. And I understand that there are big rivalries. Kansas, K-State, I understand that you want Farmageddon. I understand. But I think they got it right. I think the fact that KU and K-State are going to play is massive. That Arizona and Arizona State are going to play is massive. I think that you get Farmageddon three out of four years is massive. But there is no question in my mind the most important rivalry in the Big 12 is BYU and Utah, and it ain't close. With Bedlam going away, with Texas leaving the conference, it ain't close. BYU and Utah is the most significant rivalry in the conference. And when you look at all the conjecture and the bloviating about, well, is Utah going to come in and dominate? I don't think anybody's coming in and dominating this conference. And we have a chance now to see BYU and Utah, Arizona and Arizona State, KU and Kansas, playing games on a conference championship level, rivalries that are no longer hollow, rivalries that could, could without question, determine financial futures, recruiting, uh, TV time slots. That's what college football is about, whether it's the cocktail party, Bedlam, whether it is the Red River rivalry, mm -hmm. you name it. Michigan, Ohio State, it doesn't matter to me. The Civil War, the Border War, I don't care. Rivalries have to be protected. And as a, a as somebody who grew up in the, the 80s, watching games like Michigan and Notre Dame that are no longer played, it's disgusting to me that we really are in a period of time where we have a guy like Mike Gundy who's trying to sell to his fan base that Bedlam doesn't matter. It matters. And when we're in a time where TV ratings are king, it matters. The idea that we would not have BYU and Utah playing in the Big 12 matters to me. 
that we have it every single year is paramount. Will it go on for a decade? I certainly hope so, but I know I'm getting it for the next four years and I could not be happier about that because that's what college football is all about. Yeah, and I think having those rivalries is going to shape, you know, the the future of the conference. I mean, we all know, like Utah fan knows what Witt said about the Big Ten. Yes. And, and I got multiple DMs. Oh, man, like, you know, this scheduling rubric is only out, you know, for the next four years. Does that mean that that Utah is going to the uh, – dude, I don't know. But what I do know is that TV partners are are for sure going to evaluate the, the magnitude from a TV audience perspective of games like BYU and Utah. And and I love the mullet, but get the hell out of here with Bedlam doesn't matter and it's not a big... Dude, I don't care respectfully about Iowa State four weeks ago. I don't care about that game. I want Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. I want the best rivalry that we can get on the biggest stage, which is exactly why the Big 12 championship game is at Jerry World and not at the, you know, the the home team's, you know, the, the best record whoever has the best records stadium. That's why, because it needs to be a big stage. So that's why I say, I, I think they've done a great job. I think they've hit the nail on the head. It does it, does it, is it unfortunate that the SEC picked up another iconic rivalry? Yeah. If you're the big 12, yeah, that's a little unfortunate, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the big 12 doesn't have a bright future. But Cause they the, do. Is the big 12 trying to re- replace the red river shootout. I don't think they are. I don't, you're never going to replace Oklahoma, Texas. You're just, you're not. It's too special. And I think they know that. And so I think when you have opportunities, I I understand, like I was DMing with a, with uh, Calvin, who's a UCF fan. Sure. UCF fans are pissed. And they, I I think they have an argument because they don't have critically important games Mm -hmm. on their schedule. I mean, you, you look at on the far right here at the top, the away games, ASU, and you're we're talking about Orlando to Tempe, Orlando to Fort Worth, Orlando to Ames, Orlando to Morgantown. I mean, those are trips, right? You look at 2025, Orlando to Provo, Orlando to West Texas, Orlando to Waco, yeah, Orlando to Manhattan, Orlando to but Cincinnati. But what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? Hey, UCF fan, I love you. I love the bounce house. I love Gus. I, I love JRP. Right, I love your guys. I love the program. The reality of the situation is you're low on the totem pole. Not because you're new in the conference. I mean, that's partially why, but that's not the main reason. You're not nearly the biggest brand in the conference. The big boys have to eat. So I understand it's not ideal to fly from Orlando to Tempe, to fly from Orlando to Boulder, wherever the hell you might have to go. But that's the reality you're faced with. So so go out and win those games. Go out and be that team, that disruptor. Because I got news for you. UCF is a good team. They've been in a lot of games. Now, obviously, JRP getting hurt did not help their cause this year. Yeah. But they've been in games. And again, I just look at the K-State schedule um, because you're looking at you're looking at K-State, Iowa State. And yeah, it's it is it is in my mind a little frustrating that you're not seeing. 2027 on the schedule, it, you know, like I, 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 again, I again, just point out, I think KU and, and Iowa state is, is turning into a great rivalry, but it's certainly not K state, Iowa state. No. And I understand why fans are frustrated that you could not have Iowa state on that schedule in 2027. I don't think that means it's going away. 
I think it's not a premium rivalry like a BYU and Utah. Yep. I think it was without question. And one of the things I think you also have to remember is that you look at the, the Western arm now of the Big 12, they're going to play a lot more because it, it makes more sense financially. But you look at this BYU schedule, Utah should be on this schedule. I wish it had more meaning later in the season, but clearly it's going to be earlier in the season just based on these schedules. But I don't think you can you can say, hey, it's unfair that K-State and Iowa State are not are not on the, the schedule in 2027. I don't know if it's unfair. There, there certainly is going, there are always going to be people who are upset with the way schedules turn out. And I don't think that means that, you know, Farmageddon in this case is right. insignificant. But to fan bases, it's never going to be insignificant. And I think Iowa State, I think Iowa State fans feel underserved by the Big 12. I, I don't think there's any doubt about but that. I and I know we have a lot of, that. I think we, well, I think Iowa State has earned that. And I, I think that Iowa State's had a tough go. I think they're having a remarkable season. Agreed. You lose, you lose some really valuable talent to the NFL, uh, you know, with Brees Hall and, and Brock Purdy. And I, listen, I understand it. The, the issue is, I think you have to figure out how many people are going to watch TV when Iowa State's on. And I think certainly with what's going on in Iowa City, I think Iowa State's got a chance to be football in Iowa for a moment. But that doesn't mean that you're going to get the schedule that you want. And I again, I understand why it's frustrating that you're not going to get that game. And, and I, I'm, I am here to tell you, there's, I don't know that there's a good answer because you can't tell me that the Big 12 just kind of said, nah, Screw it, we're not going to play those two. I, I don't buy that for a second, right? But if you look at if you look at K State's schedule, I mean, it is it's a little frustrating that you couldn't take. And let me let me get the ticker off there. You look at K State's schedule. Obviously, you know you're you're at Iowa State in 2026. Mm-hmm. I mean, our. our I guess we could make the argument you could have swapped out Cincinnati or West Virginia. I don't know. Yeah, I, I just think that that <clears throat> look, I, I I'm not here to bash Iowa State. I they they have had not a good all. season. I, I I think that you got to understand the politics of the TV conversation, though. I I mean, again, it, regardless of if you've had a good season or not, it, it it's just a fact that that Iowa State is a smaller market than other markets. And I know we've had this ongoing thing on the showroom about, hey, why do ratings matter so much? Should we as fans care about the ratings as much? Like, we've had that conversation. And unfortunately, when it comes to scheduling making, uh, schedule making, I think that the conference, that is their top priority. I And, and when I say that, what I mean is, hey, the BYU-Utah rivalry or, or the, the couple others here, I do think are a bit bigger than that rivalry. I, I think that, the conference has to take care of the conference because, because again, the lesson that was learned from the Pac-12 meltdown was, yeah, sure, most of the cause of the Pac-12 meltdown was just awful business acumen, but the reality of the situation is they couldn't save themselves. They dug a hole so deep that they couldn't climb back out of that thing. And so if you're Brett, your marketing company, and you're sitting in your office looking at these schedules, 
you're saying, okay, we need to make sure we got the biggest rivalries. We need to make sure that the, the travel flows well to maximize profits in the conference. And, and ultimately, we need to put the conference in a strong position for the next negotiation of the media rights. That's what they care about. So, unfortunately, for Iowa State, that means that, yeah, your rivalry is not going to come up for a year or two. You're not going to play it. That That's what that means. And I understand that's upsetting, but unfortunately, that's what it means. Would you rather have... Uh, the Big 12 burn to the ground, or would you rather have, yeah, we play our we don't play our rivalry uh, game as much, but the conference is incredibly healthy. We're competing for basketball championships, and we're trying to push a program forward to to compete in the college football playoff. Like, you see what I'm getting at here, especially when you consider the teams that are now going to the Big 10. Last night, we go over the college football playoff rankings. Oregon, Washington, you see who's up there. So if you're the Big 12, this scheduling stuff has to be nails, and you got to make sure you maximize your profit on the scheduling rubric. And unfortunately for Iowa State, that means there's going to be some some sacrifices there. Yeah, I, I just listen. I I get it. There's a lot of there's a lot of people who want to make the argument that their school's valuable. And I think when we look at TV numbers, like I'm, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find the, the Iowa state TV number. And I, I tried this afternoon. There's not a number where you're going to hang on to it and be like, holy cow, we draw a ton of viewers. That's never going to be your argument, right? You're never going to be the 6 million, 7 million, 8 million, Georgia, Florida, 5.9 million. Like you're, that's not who you are. And so I think there's a lot of people who get frustrated by that and I understand it, but you know, just looking at, looking at the numbers, it's awfully difficult to make the argument that when uh, a West Virginia UCF game is drawing 400,000 views, you know, that I, Iowa States, I, I mean, I just don't think you're going to draw the number that a BYU Utah is going to draw. Right. And Iowa State fan today was on me about how Iowa State, you know, has history in the conference. And it, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that Iowa State doesn't have value. Your history doesn't matter. It's what are you going to do for me in 2024, 5, 6, and 7? And who's going to turn on the TV to watch you? And BYU and Utah are at least a million viewers apiece when that game's on TV. Facts. And it's probably triple that. So I, I'm not ripping Iowa State at all. It, it just it you're not going to satisfy all the people. Mike Smith, if I ever go to the Holy War game, I am bringing booze and hell raising with me. You should. Yeah, you should. Do it. Uh, Oklahoma State and Iowa State is a damn good series, but not a rivalry. It's not one where I'm like, man, you got to have that game every year. I mean, I think we need to be careful what games we classify as rivalries. There's one rivalry for Oklahoma State. And they they Mike Gundy's gone out of his way for over a year now to tell you it sucks and it doesn't matter. And now you want to tell me, and I'm not saying you're saying this, Jeremy, but you're really going to plug in Iowa State to replace Oklahoma? Come on now. Yeah, somehow that doesn't feel right. Uh, Sean Jenkins, K-State is unfortunate, but all we have to do is win and the rest will be fine. That's it. Completely agree. That's it. I mean, look at the respect that Missouri is getting in the college football playoff rankings. I mean, again, that that's a team that 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 is not never going to be talked about 
at the beginning of the year. You're not sitting here saying, oh, yeah, Missouri is going out and competing for the champ. No. Yeah, and and but, I, I, Missouri is an interesting one because Kansas and Missouri used to be the game. That was a huge game. Missouri took off. That huge game went away. That you you want to talk about a game that I miss? I miss KU Missouri. That that was a game, no doubt. Uh, Spangler, as you can testify, Farmageddon is not a rivalry. <clears throat> I think it is. It's it is. Is it a? I think it's a rivalry. I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not. Uh, Jeremy Callan, I've seen some brand uh, money numbers stuff that showed Iowa State to be a way bigger brand than many people think. It is. That doesn't mean it's a huge brand. Right. That's all. Uh, Cyclone Steve, I'm just happy to be in the Big 12. And you guys will compete every year. You'll, you'll compete every single year. Um, you're right, Jake. I get it. Thank you. Said, wow. no, said nobody ever. Holy cow. AR, computer-generated schedule based on travel costs, guaranteed. Yeah, they they... I'm sure there's some of that, but you have to play certain. You have to play the Territorial Cup every year. Arizona State, Arizona is a massive rivalry. Um, you have to play Utah BYU every year. You have to play. I think you have to play KUK State every single year. Yeah, and, and by the way, why wouldn't you? I mean, I know the travel in some of these cases may be a little heavy, but but why would you not? I mean, yeah. you can't tell me you're not going to draw for that. And see, I agree with Laura on this as a Tech alum. After thinking about it, I the only thing I wish is we played Arizona more. We play Arizona State three times. Well, I think this is one of the less compelling matchup boards that we have. If you look at just the away games, I mean, there's there is there's not a lot to be excited about there. I wanted TCU Texas Tech a lot more. I wanted, I wanted TCU and Bay or uh, Texas Tech and Baylor a lot more, right? Like I, 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 that can't be. Like I want, I want Texas Tech and Baylor every year, and we're not getting it. I think it's twenty twenty five. We don't get it. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, like, I mean, I, I think that Texas Tech is. Unfortunately, Texas Tech needs to find their way back a little bit here. You know, I, uh, it's been a rough year, no doubt. Um, and but you didn't other, consider that when you were making the schedule. Well, but the problem is we're sitting here saying we want Tech and Baylor, and both of those programs have been crap this year. But why are we not getting Tech and TCU for for you? We're getting them three out of four. You like what happened in twenty twenty five? What 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 happened? Arizona State, Utah, Houston. I mean, we're just plugging Houston in all of a sudden three out of four years, but we're not like there's some, like Texas tech schedule. I think the home games are really good. If you're pew, pew, throw the tortillas, uh-huh. <clears throat> um, Arizona state. I think Kenny's going to turn that program up. Uh, I truly believe that I knew uh, today would be shitty. You did right. Arizona state who doesn't want prime in the house, uh, Baylor, Cincinnati and West Virginia. Eh. Right. Uh, BYU, Oak State, Kansas, UCF, four really good home games. Where's Baylor? Where's TCU? Right? Like, that's the thing that stands out. Arizona Arizona, and Arizona State come into Lubbock. Why? TCU, Houston, and West Virginia. 
Why? Why both in the same year? Utah, Baylor, K-State, Iowa State. So not a single, not a single year where you get Baylor and TCU. Uh, like it's it, all four years. Like it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. There has to be a, it, it, there has to be a reason. I'm sure there is. And I, again, you guys, I understand making a schedule is really difficult. This is why, can you imagine this for 2024, 2026 teams? Come on. Hey, uh, Pat two Mountain West. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. That's really tough. Yeah. Jeff Woodworth. I want ASU West Virginia robbery, but it can only be played in Morgantown. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. Yeah. To me. Perfect. You know, uh, Kyle, a Baylor and Utah play next year as an out of conference game. Excuse me. The nomenclature is non-con. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Mike Smith, bring your own beer. There you go. Uh, Aluma Nerdski uh, says, UC Cincinnati would have a few more wins if they had stability. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Assuming the same does not happen uh, to incoming pack teams, they should be much more successful their first year where they're all more, far more talented. And outside of like Jed Fish has stability, Dion's got stability, Kyle's got stability. I mean, Kenny Dillingham is going to have to go a while here. He needs more talent. Yes. He needs more talent. Like, I mean, you've got Noah Fafita at Arizona. You've got Shadour at Colorado. Kyle's got that defense. You've got the pick farmer at Utah. Oh. You need a quarterback at My Utah. Bad. Right? I mean, you, you need that. <laughs> Come on. You, you absolutely got to have that, in, in my opinion. Right? Like, I, I think that's that's critical. So, the Todd father. What's the difference? Same thing I uh ISU, Iowa State, Texas Tech got to live with it too. Yeah, you do. That's why I said like not everybody can get what they want, but when there's easy matchups that make you money, Holy War, Territorial Cup. You got to do it. You know, Kansas, Kansas State, Kansas, you got to do it. You have to do it. AAR, uh, Big 12 conference schedule is likely going to change 25, 26, 27. I think that's exactly right. I think that's exactly right. Uh, Mike Smith, does anyone look forward to Arizona-Arizona State rivalry game? Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good game. That is a big, big game in Arizona. Big, big game. And my feeling is if Jed Fish can keep moving in the right direction, when that game has balls and there's something on the line, dude, they're, they're Back 10. The only t- – and, and again, it's it's Tuxin. It's hot as hell. Um, Like Tucson, God bless you. The Dirty tea. The dirty tea. Nobody wants to live there. It's hot all the time. It really is. You don't have water. <clears throat> Nobody goes to Arizona football games. But when Arizona State and Arizona have something on the line, those games are full. And it it matters. Uh, Bryce Martin, text 25 schedule isn't great. The only rivalry they play is Oak State. That's that's what I was saying. Like, hmm. Uh, the big Lubbock. What's up, Lubbock? Iowa State's value is higher in basketball. Oh, I think that's certain. I, I would agree with that. Uh, Spangler uh, says Texas Tech Oak State is a rivalry. You think? I don't know. Does Gundy tell us it's a rivalry? He makes me crazy with that. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. He makes me crazy with that. I, I mean, I'm I, glad that they're out of the conference now. That way you don't have to complain anymore. Yeah. Mike Smith, Arizona, Arizona State is the dirty meth bowl. Oh, come on. Come on. Well, for Arizona's side, it is. I mean, the hot chicks on Mill Avenue in Tempe. I'm a man! 
Uh, WTF Crap says Arizona has been looking strong. Jet Fish has got it going in the pack too. 10. Um, I think he, I like Jet a lot. I am super happy for him because he's worked hard 10. to get to where he is. And yeah. I think Noah Fafita, that, isn't that how you want to find your quarterback? Next man up and holy cow, look at what we found. 100%. Like we turned over a rock. There was a scorpion and his name's Noah Fafita. And by the way, he can throw frozen ropes all over the field. Right. Like, geez. Yeah. I think this is exactly what you want, in my opinion. Um, but you know, uh, Dakota Tubbs, Tempe isn't in Arizona. I have my sources. Yeah. It's in, it's in Pacific time, Arizona time. Your mom, okay. your mom's house. Uh, do you like beer? Do you like football? Why do you come to my house for some beer and some football? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I like right. football, I like football season and all the things that go with it. James, um, who now is marketing his well. YouTube channel, apparently. I'd like to put Texas Tech versus Oak State as a rivalry. They have had a lot of good shootouts. It's not a rivalry. See what he did there? It's not. It's Texas Tech shootouts. Yeah, it's it's not. No. Right. No. Uh, when's parade? Uh, I think Texas Tech and Oak State uniforms and colors look good together. Thus, it's a rivalry. No. I love it. Uh, Boyd Lake, I lived in Mesa for 12 years. I would go back if I could, dude. No. No, you wouldn't. Hell no. Where? Okay, where are you living now? Dude. He's, is he, he's Where are in, you at? He's, he's here, isn't he? I think you're. he's in Dallas. Oh, you're a Texas guy. Yeah. Okay. Right. I thought, I thought, okay. He's the SEO king of America. Well, I know that. Boyd, I did a nickel upstate in Arizona, and it is the worst five-year stretch uh, that I think I have ever experienced. I need to go home. It's hot. Oh, but Monty, it's a dry heat. Yeah. Um, and it's hot. Yeah. It's a dry heat that's really freaking hot. Yeah, let's step into the oven every day on the way to work. Don't mean it's not hot. Well, what do you mean it's hot? It's 105, and it feels like it's 155. Ah! It's hot all the time. Yeah, I'm good, dude. And I, I, I know this is crazy, and, oh, God, here we go, liberal lefties. There's no flipping water in Arizona. Bro, what are you talking about, but man? But, dude, the groundwater. Come on. There's no groundwater. What? They don't have grass. But there's, the Colorado. There's no water, dude. They're, well, other than that, it's a great place to live. Sure it is. <laughs> sure. Sure it is. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Fafita. I love fajitas. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Jeremy Callum, yep. Uh, OSU, ISU, more of one than, yeah. I mean, I think, I actually think Oak State, Iowa State's a really good game. I would agree with that. I don't think anyone's disputing that these are good games. I, th I think we need to differ differentiate a good game from a must-have TV rivalry thing. Yeah, I BYU, mean. BYU, Utah's must-have TV. I, I, like, I think there are very few things that you're not going to pass on in, in life, and one of them is is the Holy War. Uh, I think you're not going to pass on that. You're not going to pass on TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Obviously to get your not. $10 30-day trial membership and make yourself fat stacks of cash so that you can afford to pump water into Mesa, Arizona. Look at my guy working over here, man. You know. I want credit. I want respect on my guy's name. I want winners. Yeah. And that's what you get at uh, TridayTrading.com. You guys, stop complaining about it, man. I I... I understand a lot of people have said, well, it's the first of the month I'm in. It's the first of the month. What's your excuse now? And I think we tend to do that as dudes. And at ladies, too, I know that we have an ever-emerging group of young ladies on this show who aren't so young and may not be so old. Um, but it's as humans, we make excuses. 
You can either live the life you've always dreamed of, or you can make an excuse to not do it today because it's 10 bucks to get a 30-day trial membership at TridayTrading.com. It's 10 bucks. You spend 10 bucks at Starbucks. You spend $10 in the dirty tea. I mean, I don't, you have $10. Go and get it today, guys. Don't wait. It's a $10 30-day trial membership. That $10 is a tax write-off for you. It goes to charity. They have a charity they give it to every month. That 10 bucks is a tax write-off. They give you full access to their educational system at Tri-Day Trading. So you get a coach who works with you on the regular, communicates with you on the regular. They give you instant access to their softwares, their systems, their processes, so you can start trading right away. And you're going to be hooked because it's exciting. It is going to make your heart pump. And trust me when I say it's a blast. It is so much fun. I The one thing I had no idea before Mrs. Monty started uh, the, the, the course at TridayTrading.com, it's fun. It is a lot of fun. It's exhilarating. It is, if you're somebody that bets on sports, dude, TridayTrading.com is for you. If you're somebody that is tired of being poor, if you're somebody that's trying to figure out how to pay your bills, your rent, your mortgage, if you're the guy that's pissed off that, hey, they have a nicer car than we do, I want to go on vacation. I want to have more kids. I want to pay my bills. I want to get out of debt. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty to get your 30-day trial membership. You will not regret it. It's 10 bucks to change the rest of your life. If I told you, you can make $1,000 a day working for yourself from home two to three hours a day, maybe, would you do it? Yeah, of course you would do it. So do it today at tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Uh, Mike Smith. Now Bobby Knight was a character that was the opposite of Dole. Yes, he was. Yeah, he absolutely was. Um, I like taquitos. Okay. Nice. Okay. I love taquitos. Uh, Dakota Tubbs, the Fafita Fajita seems like a massive NIL opportunity that I would be shocked if was not real. Uh, dude, Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Taco Bell. Uh, Boyd Lake, it's the saltwater. The aquifer from under Phoenix has plenty. It uh... Okay. Okay. I mean, that's fine. The aquifer under Phoenix. Do you, have you do you guys know what Lake Powell is? Do you guys understand what the Colorado River is? Like it's it's wild. The fact that they are not allowing new housing in certain parts of Arizona now. I'm telling you water is it is at a crisis level. It's one of the main reasons we left Arizona. Because it's just it's untenable. Gary Wolf, Phoenix area is more humid than most think it is because of all the agriculture in the valley, dude. It is a dust bowl and it is hot all the time. The one thing all that you can do there is you can drive fast because it's flat, straight, and the roads are Oh, their are freeways are outstanding. Amazing. Blacktop, five-lane wide freeway, dude. Oh, my dude. God. Absolutely. The Big Lubbock. I would rather play Iowa State at Jack Trice than in the Hilton. Okay. I would rather play Iowa State at Jack Trice than in the Hilton. Okay. 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 Uh, damn Bobby Knight passed away. Did he really? Shut the fuck up. Bobby Knight passed away? Oh, no, dude. Oh, no, that's brutal. Bob Knight passed away. Oh, my God. This happened seven minutes ago. Damn. Oh, that's brutal. I've had, I've had great interactions with Bob. Um, he's a guy that, ah. Uh, 
damn. He was old. Let's be honest. He was much older than his age. But Bob was a guy that was always a straight shooter. It, when I worked for Jim Rome at Fox, went to NCAA tournaments, booked Bob Knight on a regular basis, talked to Bob Knight on a regular basis. Uh, when his books came out, like he was just a good dude. Unless you needed him to coach your basketball team. And then he was a rip-roaring terror. Like, I, I I think Bob did a lot of things that he regrets. I think Bobby Knight had a, te uh, a temper problem. Um, but, man, if you just had some of the – I always talk about the conversations where I didn't have to say anything, but I learned everything. Bob Knight. Bob Knight – it was Bob Knight, Coach Kane, I think Jim Beheim at the coaches' convention in Minneapolis. It's a long time ago. Just listening to them sit around a table and talk was amazing. Just like talking to Bob Knight, trying to get him on our show. Um, just standing there and and talking about Jimmy. He called Jim Rome Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy knows I love him. <laughs> like Bob was it. That cat was. And he won at Indiana. He won at Indiana. Oh, man. Bummer. Bob Knight passed away uh, at the age of 83, according to his family. Born in 1940, dead in 2023, Bob Knight, one of the great characters, one of the, the great personalities. Yes. One of the great coaches of an era gone by. Charisma. Out the yaz. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt. Uh, obviously, some controversy around Bob, but you knew his name. And yeah. I think that says more than anything or anyone could ever say. Phil, thanks for the bump on that, OG. Gary, I day trade as a side gig. I love it. If you can learn trading, it'll help you pay dividends in the future, dude. My it's wife is trading, man. Dude, and it costs you nothing. That's the thing that's amazing. That 30-day trial membership ends, you can walk away. And you will learn more in that 30-day trial membership, but I'm nobody walks away because you just see the potential for earnings. And I'm telling you, Gary, it, it watching Mrs. Monty pick up on Forex trading as fast as she has, she impresses me every day. But just watching her pick up on that, it's so inspirational to me. Uh, hey, shout out to Sam White. Let's go, baby. New member of the show. Sam White, appreciate you supporting us on the show. You guys hit the join button. Um, really appreciate that. Maury Alvarez says, come on, casuals, hit the like button. Yeah, we've had 7,000 viewers today. Uh, but only 186 likes. Uh, please consider uh, hooking that up. Sam White, join the members only content. Let's Sam, go. Make sure that you DM Jake, SLC Jake. He'll put you into our members only Instagram chat group. It'll change your life. Um, hook it up. Hit the join button for $1.99. You get all your comments highlighted in red. Uh, for $9.99, you get into our members only Instagram group where you get a lot of perks. Our merch line uh, that is coming out. Probably never. Uh, you're going to get first access to that in on discount. Uh, we're really close to that, by the way. We're really close to some big stuff that we've been chasing for a long time. So, uh, yeah, never been a better time to be an exclusive Monty Show member. Uh, on Instagram, you get into our members-only group. Hook it up. Hit the join button. It's only 10 bucks a month. Uh, Barfing Chickens. What's up, Barfing Chickens? Good to see you. BYU versus Baylor, Utah, and BYU-TCU are games I really want compared to anything else. Yeah, I think BYU and TCU is a great game every year. Yes, it is. Every year. 1939, no Texas or Oklahoma means no good games. It sucks that Bedlam's gone. It sucks. 
And I'm glad we're going to get the the Red River rivalry. Um, granted, in the SEC, but I don't have a skin in the game, so I love the fact we're going to see the game every year. Yes. So the frozen tundra of Iowa. Yeah, it's it's cold <laughs> in Iowa. Uh, Kim Coulter, Bob Knight just passed away. Yes, he did. He thinks Kim. Now Bobby Knight was a character that was opposite of Dole. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. That's what I mean. You know his name, man. Yeah. No, we agree. Uh, CKS, AAR, Salt Lake isn't dry. Provo maybe as well. It's not dry. Salt Lake is not. In liquor or water, it's not dry. Uh, Maury Alvarez for $2 says, come on, casuals, hit the like button. Appreciate that. Boss Frog, don't lose sight of the new rivalries that's going to come out of this. Looking forward to TCU in Utah, which has always been a good one. Back to the days of uh, Kyle Whittingham and Gary. And yeah, I think this, Bear. that's a good one. Uh, Kim Coulter, if you ever got Bob away from other people, he was the coolest dude you'll ever talk to. I got to visit with him a couple of occasions. The guy was a hoot. He really was. Yeah. He really, really yeah, that's was. That's why I think he was a legend, you know, and it's really unfortunate that, you know, he had the style of coaching that he did. You know, I, I he, think he Bob's infamous. He's much like, I mean, pick Bob Huggins is not much different. He's much like Bob Huggins now. Bob Huggins will always be infamous now. Yeah, and I think Bob Knight is infamous because of the the manner in which he treated his players. And and it, it just is what it is. I, I, I'm not disputing that non-basketball Bob Knight is a great dude. But yeah. unfortunately, nobody gives a damn when you're in it about non-basketball Bob Knight because that's your purpose. And yep. so... You know, he he was involved in some stuff, no doubt. But I, again, when folks pass away, I always say, hey, if he knew his name, he had to be doing at least something right. Maybe it was only one out of a million things, but he did something. And I think that's what Bob gets remembered for. Yep. Jeremy Callahan got to sit courtside and love it. When my brother's UNC dub team uh, went there and beat Tech, my brother lit them up. Coach Knight gave him a good word to get him into an NBA draft camp. Did that for an opponent. Bob liked basketball players. Was he an, an abusive prick at times? He was. And he put his hands on dudes and there's never, that's never going to be right. You're never making that right. Uh, the big Lubbock bummer on Bob Knight. Rip. Absolutely. Uh, Aaron Wilson. I'm going to buy so much money show merch. We're working on it. You guys, and honest to goodness that we dude. If you guys knew the secrets behind the scenes that we've been grinding on, I mean, we have really worked hard. So we're working on it. Uh, the Todd Father, football at 50. Let's trade Bill Belichick. Indeed, let's do it. Football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour. Most times, some days, occasionally. Uh, on the Monty Show. <laughs> we bring you the biggest stories in sports presented by our friends at Prize Picks, prizepicks.com, our daily fantasy partner. You guys, it's daily fantasy made easy, more or less. That's all you have to answer. Uh, at prizepicks.com, use the promo code Monty, M-O-N-T-Y, to get 100% deposit matching in the description below. Click the link, make your deposit. Let's play prize picks tonight. We talk about it every day in the Monty Show members-only group on uh, InstaSnapFace. And yeah. uh, I love it. The Las Vegas Raiders, you're fired. The Raiders. Josh McDaniels out. Antonio Pierce in. Is this why they did not trade? Devontae Adams. I mean, it has to be. I, I I I don't know what other reason there would be. And and I'm with everyone who's saying they're holding him hostage, but I don't think they are. If 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 this is why you didn't trade him and now this starts to work out, great, great, cool. 
awesome. But I, all I'm saying is this rookie QB that you're going to roll out damn well better be able to hit Devontae 25 yards down the field. Well, I think Hunter Renfro and Devontae Adams are probably two of the guys that benefit most from this move. Aiden O'Connell, that's the, that's the guy that's a problem. Because you went from Jimmy Garoppolo, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aiden O'Connell. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, eh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Aiden O'Connell. That's not good. That's not good. And if you are, you know, Josh Jacobs, I would think Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams become centerpieces. I think Antonio Pierce is a home run. Yeah. I think he is going to be the head coach of that team for the next five years. And it is going to be wild to see how all that plays out. What about Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers? The Packers. Uh, the Packers. Brian Gutekunst, the general manager of the Green Bay Packers. Here are some things that I don't understand because I'm simple-minded as a Bears fan. Right. Why would you be talking about this? Gutekunst, the GM of the Packers, said that um, the next 10 games are critical to the future of Jordan Love as the the quarterback of the Packers. Uh-huh. So you just said you're in business looking for a quarterback because Jordan Love's not your guy. And you said that you're assuming Jordan Love is never going to be able to change and he won't be successful, which and, is just horrible. Which doesn't speak to the fact that your wide receivers and your running backs are either hurt or crap. Yeah. This is a bad look for the Packers, and this is another bad look for Gutekunst, who I think put a swift kick in Aaron Rodgers' ass and sent him to the Jets as much as Aaron wanted to be there. I think this was his fault, and I think that it's going to be very interesting to see who survives there. But when you have a guy saying, I think we've got 10 games left, they're going to be very important 10 games for Jordan Love. Man, I don't love that at all. I just don't know why you would indict your quarterback like that. I mean, I, like, I look at the – speaking of the Jets, I look at the Zach Wilson progress and, and what they're saying about Zach and how that messaging has changed and, you know, how they've kind of pushed him forward. Do you really think it's good for your organization um, to, to, to be indicting your quarterback in that way? Dude, the guy, I guarantee you the guy's not going out there saying, yeah, all right, I just woke up. Let me fry some eggs and think about how I can ruin today's game. He's not going out there and doing that. He's going out there and doing everything that he can do, and you're not exactly helping him right now. And that's what I don't understand about a lot of NFL franchises. We're going to go out, we're going to rip our quarterback, and then uh, we're going to flip uh, on the other side. We're going to flip the coin and say, yep, yeah, it's on you, man. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Okay, well, if that's the case, then just move the hell on from him and get someone you believe yeah, in. Yeah, man, I, I, ju- I don't understand it. I want to understand it. I don't. I, I truly Fields do stuff, not. Right? It's the Justin Fields, Chris Collinsworth thing. Why Why you continue to be awkward with quarterbacks in this league, you guys, I'll just never understand it. I will, it's plain and simple, I will never understand it. Barfing Chicken's a member of the show for six months. Go. Let's go. Josh Jobs is going to the Vikings to sit on the bench. Jaron for MVP. I don't think Jaron Hall's given that job up. No, I like him a lot. And it, that's why I said, hey, you guys, if you want to go and see Jaron Hall and the Vikings take on the Las Vegas Raiders, all you have to do is go and see our friends at soundsleepmedical.com. Soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. We are giving you the opportunity to go to Las Vegas 
Two nights at the Flamingo. The Flamingo. Uh, we're giving you dinner for two at Mastro's Ocean Club in the Treehouse. The best steak dinner you're ever going to have. We are giving you a $200 Visa gift card to get you there. We want to send you to Las Vegas. All you have to do is go to soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Sign up for your free sleep evaluation at home and you're in. All you have to do, if you're a member of our show, if you're a uh, members only exclusive, you get 25 to 1 entries to win the Vegas give, uh, drive away to see the Raiders and the Vikings. If you are just a $1.99 member, you get 10 to 1 entries. And if you're not a member and you still want to compete, you get one entry, yeah. which is why you should be a member. But if you're in our members-only content group, sign up for the sleep study at soundsleepmedical.com slash Monty. Show us that you did that. Take a screenshot. DM Jake. Yes. SLC Jake. SLC Jake. And you are you get 25 to 1 entries to win. And I'll tell you... The people who have gone and done the sleep study have been wowed by by the results. So hook that up as well. Football 50, 10 in the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, uh, presented by Prize Picks, prizepicks.com, our daily fantasy partners. Um, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love prize picks. I will show you my prize picks. Um, don't play them. <laughs> I have been on a four-game losing bender. On prize picks. How about that ass kicking last night by the Rangers? I got Corey Seager and Luka Doncic tonight. Total bases and three pointers made. I need six. That's a lock. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, Steph Curry. I need shots on goals and three pointers. I just need 11. Done. Evaldi and Ant. Ant Edwards. Hey, Ant. I need eight strikeouts and three pointers made. Done. I'm telling you, Should it's be in a good place. And you, you look at, I'm, I, you look at my prize picks, you guys, and I continue to tell you, I'm terrible at prize picks lately. But here's my other, my other three teamer: Nathan Avaldi, more than five strikeouts; Chet Holmgren, more than fourteen points; yeah, Julius Randle, more than twenty-two hey, points. Julius. It's that simple. Will Julius Randle have more or less than 22 points? Okay, that's it. Get 100% deposit matching right now. Pricepicks.com. Use the promo code MONTY, M-O-N-T-Y. In the description below, you can just click the link, download it, hook it up. We are, In our members-only group, we all play together. All the time, every day. We all play together, and I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, let's see. What are you guys talking about? Jeff Whitworth. Hell yeah, OG. As long as you're not at, at Boss Frog's level, put money in. IRS up the Roth IRA limit to 7000 starting in 2024. That's 583 a month. Uh, I'm telling you, if you're not in a Roth IRA, you guys are, are making a mistake, in my opinion. Talk to your employer. Talk to your benefits people. Talk to your independent investment professional. I'm telling you, Roth IRAs are, are cash, dude. That is... Mm. It is the only way. I, I think it is the the only thing in your portfolio that's a no-brainer is your Roth IRA. That is, that's where it should be. I'm telling you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do it. Jake and I just talked about that earlier today. Uh Gary Wolf, why isn't boss uh the boss chiming in on prize picks? Because he is he doesn't play prize picks. He he tends to have positions. 
at other places. Now, if I told you that, uh, hey, I might have won based on uh, his positions that he's taken, uh, I wouldn't be lying. Yeah, he does tend to share some positions with us that we then turn around and Mm -hmm. use on prize picks. It's You have to be... I should be gentle because I am not, but you have to be some kind of dumb not to win on prize picks. Gotta be a little silly. It's, it is, I'm not going to say it's easy. Daily fantasy is challenging. In the NBA, you really should be able to win. But the next time somebody blows up my five pick grouping on prize picks by half a point, will not be the first time. Julius Randle was 21 and a half. I took less. He had 22 points. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? Screwing you. Why do you hate me, Julius? Why do you hate me? What have I done to you and your mom? Uh, the Todd father does prize picks and he wins every time he doesn't listen to Monty. Hey, see, that's another reliable strategy, right? right? We'll right? tell you what we think and you do the opposite. I, I've been, I told you don't do what I do. I've told you, do, do not play these. Play the opposite. Go opposite picks. Yeah, go oppo. Go opposite picks. I'm telling you, do not mimic my prize picks. I'm, I'm dumb as a rock on daily fantasy, it appears. I had a great October on Daily Fantasy, though. Great. I, I getting it done. I was getting it done. You know what I'm saying. Uh, barfing chickens. I wish the Jets and Packers played this year. Two QBs from rival schools, both mentored by Raj, a Raj, and two offenses that just haven't done all that well. Well, Jets and Packers. No, man. I ain't, I ain't even playing. Uh, LFG, I was on Air Force Biz trip to Ogden, 83, when Utah still had 3.2 beer. We don't have full beer yet. <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, Jeff Woodworth, damn it, Monty, just cursed Mackinnon. Uh, I hold you personally accountable. Go Hawks. Oh, look, Boss Frog's here. Well, well, well. Boss Frog is here. Tomorrow at 5 p.m., he says. Okay. I like it. I like it. Bro, tomorrow's already Thursday, bro. Dude, I have so much golf this weekend. We, we have we have a Hawaii trip coming up in three weeks, two and a half weeks now. Uh, we'll be off the week of Thanksgiving. Um, we'll be in Hawaii golfing. Then the week of Christmas, we'll be in Vegas golfing. Then the week after Christmas, we'll be in St. George golfing. Screw you. <laughs> I'm so excited. I am so excited. Uh, DeCristi, I'm so bad at picks. I did well in October. I did. I, I, I try to stay humble friends, but when you're this good looking and you know, shut up. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. My bad. Uh, when you're this good looking and what, sorry, I bumped his headphone knob on accident. Yeah. Nice knob. (laughs) Oh, uh, my point is, uh, I had a good month. He did have a good month, but that doesn't mean he's good at prize picks. The thing is like, if you say to me, Hey, Monty, Hey, Monty. What position should I take on this game if I were to allegedly, supposedly a bat with an imaginary and bookie? Uh, uh, if you're a betting man, I can give you advice. If I give myself advice, money's gone. Just light, it. light that Benji on fire. Yeah. Because it's garbage. Uh, OG Gary says, say hi to Jake, Boss Frog. Yeah. Boss Frog says hi, Jake. Hey, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, bo- uh, hey, yeah. You know, Ollie Gordon doesn't prize pick. He just puts his money in a jar and it magically. <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. 
Uh, Gary Wolf, just take the wall with you and do the show from the beach. You know, nah, we need time off, bro. No, I do. I, I, I need time off. I need time off. I am at a, this year, you know, when you start your own business, as we did, we left Yelp, we left. It's been a year now since we fully went in head first into this business. Business. And it has been a stressful year of learning how to scale our business. And we have scale. We were looking at our numbers on an annual today. Dude. Um, it's wild. We've picked up like 40,000 subscribers this year in the last 12 months. Like we renewed the advocates, thankfully. The advocates are amazing. When you guys need an injury attorney, theadvocates.com. Uh, they're on board for another year. I love them. I appreciate them. They support us so much. And the thing that is amazing is we were looking at our numbers. And it's crazy that while a large part of our audience is still Utah, Boise, Denver, Aspen, all over Colorado. You know, like Las Vegas has exploded this year on the show. Um the city of Houston. Isn't that where those uniforms are that were controversial? Did you guys see the uh, Aaron Judge, Jose Altuve Halloween <laughs> costume? <laughs> so good. This dude had his three-year-old dress up in a Jose Altuve uniform. He put on an Aaron Judge uniform. It was awesome. Uh, but the city of Houston. Um, Dallas has always been a really good stronghold for us, but the, our growth in Dallas, Los Angeles, Miami, New York, like it, it has been an amazing year and it's because of people like you. So when I say we need time off, like it has been a grind. We have not, ta we have not taken enough Fridays off, which has been my fault. I'm a grinder. The week of Thanksgiving, I'm not working. I'll be in Hawaii golfing and beaching. Um, the week of new year's it's weird. And we got to talk about this with Halloween too. Yeah. Halloween is a weekend holiday. It is. Can we please have Halloween on the last Saturday night of October? Yeah. I just don't understand why we're asking kids to go trick or treating on a school night. I don't get but it. It's odd to me. The Christmas and new year's are on like, aren't they on a Monday? Believe this so. Year or something like yeah, that. It's like, like a Monday and a Tuesday. I think. You, that should every Christmas in, in, Thanksgiving should be on Wednesday so that we all get a two-day work week on the week of Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is Monday. New like, Year's is Monday. Who's the idiot who did that? Okay, well, that probably... Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, so what I have... Sometimes, okay, you know, maybe. I mean, well, I have... You don't pick... But no one's going to disrespect me. The Lamb of God! Uh, anyway, the point is, um, I don't... Under, I wish it was on a Wednesday every year. But it's weird. It's on a Monday. So I think we're going to wind up back on Tuesday after New Year's. But it, it's just, I yeah, when you grind your face off all year, you need mm -hmm. to take time off. And I'm terrible about it. But I appreciate every one of you. Um, the, the listenership, the unique, we've never had more unique views on this show than we've had in the last six months. Um, is that realignment? I don't know. It's not in Big 12 country. Las Vegas, Houston. Uh, my, why is Miami here? Uh, I love you guys in Miami. I love you guys in Chicago, New York, um, Hugh, Atlanta, Charlotte, LA, uh, Los Angeles, all over Los Angeles. Bless you in Los Angeles. Bless you in Boise, Salt Lake city, Denver, uh, Loveland, Colorado, 
Las Vegas, Phoenix, Jesus, Phoenix and Tucson. Love you. Like it, it's just been crazy. The markets we've grown in this year. Um, let's see. Hella Billy for $10. Thank you. Hella Billy. People upset losing one rivalry game. Okay. Try losing four Pitt, Virginia Tech, Louisville and Syracuse. <coughs> right, man. Philadelphia scored 55 seconds into the game. Holy we get cow. it. Uh, Flyers won, uh, Buffalo, nothing. Uh, not to mention Maryland non-con. We only get pit uh, at the moment. Still miss those games. Yeah, it college football's rivalries have been ruined. There's, there's just no question about that. You know, uh, Johnny Gonzalez, Monty sees that hand. What hand? And what hand would that be? What, sir? what do you mean? What, what does that mean? Um, OG Gary, wait, you're saying after Thanksgiving, y'all off till New Year's? No, god damn, oh, Jesus, dude, what are you kidding? Uh, you we'll doing? be off the week of Thanksgiving. You gotta pay the bills, dog. Um, I can tell you the dates were not gonna work. Uh, we have a little thing called a calendar, yeah, it's a little calendar thing. Uh, our last show will be the 17th, Friday the 17th, until Monday the 27th. Are you Whoa. done? No, I'm Did not. Did you done. just loogie yourself? No. Uh, we'll be back on the 27th, and then we will be off um, December 19th. will be our last show. We'll be off the 20th uh, until the 2nd, I believe it is. Yeah, we're back January. the 3rd. Oh, we're back the 3rd now. The 3rd, yeah. Ooh. Tentatively, because there are some things we're working on that may change that. Yeah. Uh, Gary Wolf, make Halloween the last Friday in October. That way, no doorbells ringing every 10 seconds interrupting college football. I don't hate that idea. I do not hate that idea. Uh, Halloween sucks. No, it doesn't. Bro, what are you talking about? I'm on board of making it a federal holiday. I Yeah. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, I'm guessing BBQ Pit Stop hasn't had any problems keeping Asado seasoning stocked either. Damn. You guys remember that back in the day? When we used to quite literally sell out Asado seasoning at Barbecue Pit Stop. Uh, we've had some great partners on the show. I love the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. We we went through, and I don't know that we should probably be talking about this, but you guys do not give a damn. We went through a trimming, as our, as our old friend Brian always says. Uh, we trim the rats and mice. And when I say that, I mean our smaller... When you're in our business and you're launching, you need every client who's got a dollar. But we're at a point where we had 10 clients and some of them were like, well, I, I, I want to trade or like the structure of the deals makes it difficult. It almost chokes you out. Yeah. And so we, we bit the bullet in an effort to get ourselves more distribution and so we've kind of gone through this business reorg. Yeah. And dude, it is, it'll, it'll grind, bro. It'll clinch your groin up on you. Yeah, dude, it's hard. Right. It is, it is, but being in your own, working for yourself, everybody always says, it, oh, working for yourself is a dream, dude. I, you get that paycheck every two weeks and then go work for yourself and tell me it's a dream. That's why I always talk about tri-day trading. When you're in control of your own money, that's one thing. Tri-day trading. That's why I say, if you want to work for yourself, there's no better gig than tri-day trading. You go open a business these days. We were this close to opening a taco shop. Yep. We were we were about hundreds of thousands of dollars deep in a taco shop. And it just never felt right. Like we sat in our hot tub one Saturday and the three of us, Mrs. Monty, Jake and I were like, yeah. You just tell. 
it just you know yeah but who remembers Devery davis at academy mortgage yeah that was our guy Devery's a good dude you remember that way back in the day man yeah. you know um i'm just here for this oh buckeye nation okay uh okay i, I mean okay thanks for coming uh matt Hergert, working for yourself isn't for everyone. No, it's not. You got to have your own motor. Uh, Mike Smith had a good calzone for, from Geno's today. What about the pizza sponsor? Uh, our old friends at Papa Murphy's. Yeah. Yeah. Love Papa Murphy's. Yeah. The Todd father. Uh, take them off real. Don't pay any attention to any of posts, et cetera. What do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? I'm lost. Thanksgiving, the holiday when everybody comes back to work with a few extra pounds. Not me. We're going to be in Hawaii. We've changed the way we do Thanksgiving, bro. Yeah, we do. We're going to be in Hawaii and um, we're going to be golfing. My wife, pool. I sent my wife a picture from 15 years ago when we were in Maui. Maui and you know what my wife said to me? You want to know the kind of sicko that Mrs. Monty is <laughs> before we get to golf being about sex? Um, Mrs. Monty, I send her this picture of us in Maui. And it's a beautiful photo. Mm -hmm. And she's like, man, I have such fond memories of that trip. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we had great sex on that trip. We had great food on that trip. You know what that sicko said to me? We did great workouts on the beach. Wow. Wow, bro. Fat. Wow, dog. She really went in on you like that. Yeah. Damn. Buffalo tied the game at one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it. she just, my wife is, she just. What? <laughs> she just kicks my ass all the time. Oh, we're going to work out in Hawaii. Oh yeah, you bet we are. Yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna we're work golf. out on vacation. Dog. Yeah, we're 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 golfing. We're gonna be you know on the course. That's we're a gonna great snorkel. Workout. Yeah, that's a great swimming's a great workout. No, we're hiking Diamond Head, and she's like, hey, you know, there's a uh, there's a turkey trot in Waikiki. Oh, uh, what are you talking about, man? What? What? Yeah, she wrote me. Huh. I, well, I didn't really have a choice. I like sex, so I didn't have a choice. Yeah, she's your like, girlfriend's yeah. a runner, so you're a runner. Yeah, so yeah, I'm pretty much a runner now. Yeah. She's like, oh, we're doing a five k, bro. It's a turkey trot, dude. What? Like, gotta be fucking kidding me. Diamond head, bro. We're gonna do the turkey trot and hike diamond That's head. That's the untrained eye. You, you know, it's called vacation, right? Va vacation. We we sleep a lot. We get in the pool. We have some drinks. We hit some golf balls out of bounds. Like, you know, it's vacation. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Uh, Matt Hergert says Diamond Head has some great views. It does. And I'm looking forward to hiking. It's that. worth I'm, the hike. I, I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to the 5K. Working for yourself uh, is the best. It is. It is. But you got to have some fortitude. People grossly underestimate how difficult it is to make it. How difficult it is to get there. I, I mean, it, it, everyone wants to say it's the American dream. And it is true. It is the American dream. But I think that that it's it's not easy bro it's not like it's not especially if you're someone who you know has sales skills or has unique skills that the marketplace is willing to pay you a lot of money for and you can go and do that for a company and you're getting paid you know 100 200 hell 300 a year it's hard to go out and start your own company man it is and it's scary yeah but when you make it obviously yeah it's great yep uh, Jeff Woodworth, give me tacos or give me death. I'm there. I'm there, dude. Uh, running on the beach is fantastic. I actually really enjoyed working out on the beach. Nothing like the best part of your vacation being sand in your nether regions. 
That's right. Uh, Big Blue Horses, working for yourself is not for the faint of heart. You are responsible for everything. It's feast and famine. I paid my rent on the studio today. I, I agree. Sometimes at the same time, I will test even the strongest marriages and partnerships. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Katie Rader. Yes, we talked about Bob Knight. Um, we we did. We did. Uh, Douglas says Michigan fans took it and ran with it. It doesn't matter. Like, see, now Buckeye fan wants to defend Zach Smith. He made it up. It was a lie. It never happened. Yep. Undisputed. And I, I listen, I, I get it. Everybody sent me the post. Everybody sent me the, um, you know, his cursing and calling Michigan MFers. Like, I've, dude, I get it. Have some class. He's, he, he lied. He made it up and he's happy that they, that he's happy that it turned into a story so he could get attention. I, I, I don't know what else there is to, so Zach Smith, I think his name is, um, made a, is a, a former coach at Ohio state made up a story that Ryan day's brother is the one who outed Michigan and is happy. Everybody ran with it. And it's like, he, what I said earlier is he knows it's a lie. He loves that it's a lie. And he's terrible for people who try to do legitimate shows. And it's people like us who pay for it because we have to go and fact check that, which we did today. And he wants to think it's funny and it's humorous. It's not. It's not funny. It's not. It's why shows like this have to do double the work because of shows like that. Agreed. He's terrible for, for our industry. Guys like Zach Smith have no business doing shows and it's incredibly frustrating. And I think what we learned through realignment was the people who have no idea what they're talking about kind of got outed for that. They did. They did. Yeah, they did. Jeff Woodworth. Uh, if you're getting trots for your Turkey, you're cooking it wrong. I, that's what I said. She didn't believe me. Go snorkeling. I love that in, uh, USVI in the U S Virgin Islands. Yeah. Snorkeling is amazing. It is. It is amazing. I totally agree with that. Can we talk about, um, real quick? Yes. G Lee. Yes. Swim with the sharks is fun. The slowest swimmer loses, <laughs> you know, we get a, you know, hope you have a working snorkel. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And I, it, it's like, I'm not going to get into all the, I I'm not interested in it. I'm really not. Can we talk about sex and golf, please? Yes. Um, something else I'm not here for. I admit I take golf too seriously. I admit it. Uh-huh. But this this trend, and if you follow any golf accounts on TikTok or Instagram, you know that they trade in stock of, of barely dressed women playing golf. And they have OnlyFans accounts, and they're making money on golf and golfers and mm -hmm. I don't understand why we have to do that. And the latest example of this is Paige Speronic, um, who went on TMZ today, I believe it was, and talked about the fact that, oh my God, no, I would never have a boob job. I've actually gone a lot bigger 
And so I can see a lot of people being confused by like when I first started this, they were like, I've always had like a chest, but not like this. And it's because I gained weight and I've talked about all those reasons, but I can see why people question it and they're confused sometimes because it's like one week they're here and one week they're there. And then like next year they're here. And then it's like, what is going on? I don't know. I don't know. It's just the human body is a, a, a magical thing. I don't believe you. Because, <laughs> I don't believe you, guy. Come I am, as somebody who is is immersed in the golf industry, as we are on this show. Mm -hmm. Um, it's very clear who Paige is, and if Paige, she's trying to tell you that, oh my God, my boobs are my brand, and it's upsetting. And is it really upsetting, Paige? Is it is it really upsetting that um, your body is being used as your brand, Paige? Are you, are you really that upset about it? I mean, it must be heartbreaking that people think all you care about is showing your boobs. And then she followed up that statement with, I enjoy showing them off. Like this is the problem with golf. And I think it's, 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 it's just so pervasive. You have these women that in, in this generation of yoga panting and pandering to young men, mm -hmm they're strictly getting views off of their yoga pants at the driving range. And Paige Baronic, who wanted to, she says she wanted to be taken seriously as a golf professional. You're not a golf professional. You are a porn star. You have, I'm pretty certain Paige has a OnlyFans account. I believe she does, yes. You have people that pay you to see your body. That's what does that have to do with golf? Oh, you build your 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 viewership on paying you to see your body through golf. Yeah, and look, my only issue is is the denial of that. I, I have no issue that that's what you're doing. I, I, I think there's a huge marketplace for it. Uh, if I could do that, hey, great, cool, you know. But I, I don't understand why, you know, we deny it. Why not just say, uh, yeah, you know, like, hey, I I I can get paid to to show off my body it's easy work i'm good at it and that's just what it is and and that's the issue i have i, I want to be very clear on this that i don't judge the ladies who do this stuff you know what you're signing up for there's no secrets i i don't feel sorry for the folks we've seen it multiple times in 2023 where where people who do only fans get their videos leaked and they're all pissed off about it but i mean it, it's part of the industry man so, so to me, my only issue with her is that, hey, one, I agree, you want to be a golf professional, yet you don't golf. Like, yeah, sure, you may hit, but you're not, you're not like a professional you're golfer. You're not on a tour. You're, you're not, not trying Lexi to Thompson, teach people. Bro. Like, you're not Lexi Thompson, right? That's not who you are. And she, to be fair, Paige Baronic is an excellent golfer. She is very good, very skilled at the game of golf. But you don't know that. And nobody knows that because Paige and and again I I'm kind I I you, what you said makes sense. I'm not really that upset that you're here making money on your body. Knock no, yourself out. Not upset about that. If that's who you are and what you want to do, great. But please stop denying it. Please stop trying to tell me that you are somebody who it's just so upsetting that people want to talk about the size of your chest. Well, cover those things up, and people won't do that. And, and I don't I don't think the other thing in that video, because that, that was clearly, you know, her her Instagram. And the question was, are they real? 
I, nobody was even like hating on her. They just asked a question, which I think is actually warranted based on how she displays herself. And so that's why I say it, it, it's this whole thing where I don't even think it makes you a bad person. No. What I think it makes you is is maybe naive or maybe maybe all it is is she's protecting her brand because she feels like, hey, if it came out that I did get you know uh, a, a boob job done, that people would judge me for that. Maybe that's what it is. But I don't like that that golf has, in fact, turned into this industry where there's, in my opinion, two sectors of golf. You have serious golfer who is obsessed with the game, wants to get better, wants to lower the handicap, and like it's just all about the, the game itself. And that sector is much smaller, in my opinion, than the sector of let's go get drunk at the course, enjoy the ladies, make jokes about the, the, the cart girl who comes around with food and is working her ass off on that course. And, and then there's, you know, inside of that, the Paige Speronics. I world. just, and again, I understand I'm too competitive. I take it too seriously. I'm not the guy who needs half new girl hitting her driver to sell me a golf club. It's one of the things I love about being partnered with PXG. I, th that's just not who Robert Parsons is, right? which I think is great. I It drives me crazy that we get good golf content, like the the good, good guys, um, the barstool golf guys. I think their content's great. I the One of the reasons I don't follow Paige Sporonic is because it annoys me she's constantly complaining about the fact that people oogle her and question her about her body. Cover it up then. This is the double standard at the gym every morning. You're going to roll up to the gym half Absolutely. naked and then be upset that dudes are looking at you. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get it. And again, I'm not, I'm not, it, if OnlyFans is your, your deal, cool. I don't have a problem with that. But don't complain about it. Um, Gary Wells, or Gary Wolf says, pander away, baby. <laughs> there you go. Tanner T, bringing up sex cells and even showing pics, but acting outraged and getting up on our soapbox over people doing that is openly hilarious. It is. But I don't think that's what we're doing. What I'm saying is, please stop complaining about it. If that's what your brand is, I can avoid you to some extent. Like, it, it annoys the hell out of me that if I am on TikTok, and one of the reasons I don't love TikTok is they're constantly serving me sex and golf. Mm -hmm. New girl playing golf. New girl playing golf. Yoga pant playing golf. Like, constantly. Constantly. And it's getting worse on Instagram. It's getting worse on Instagram. Uh, Jeremiah Champion, I, I imagine y'all know she has an OnlyFans from experience. No, I think it is widely talked about with her. She talks about it a lot. Yeah, I think it's widely talked about talked yeah. about all the time. Tanner T, Jake's take is not bad. I like it. Yeah, I, I and again, my feeling is I don't necessarily care. If you're selling golf, if you're using golf to sell sex, that's your thing. Dude, if you can get people to pay to watch you hit a golf ball in a bikini, good for you. I can't do that, but you can. So go make that money. Yeah. But I just don't like that we complain that that so so you have an OnlyFans channel that is a private thing, right? You have to be a member and pay to get in and all that yeah. good stuff. Okay, cool. Cool. So you're doing it and you're profiting on it and you're super successful. You're the golf, the face of golf for ladies. Yet now you're going to roll out and you're going to go after someone on Instagram because of, the, of they asked you if they're real or not. I I don't understand that. I, I it, it it's crazy. 
Uh, Rebecca Campbell says, I was watching Zach Smith live when he said that, and I was rolling my eyes because it was so obvious he was messing with people. Apparently it wasn't. Apparently it was not that obvious. And I think she's talking about the Ohio State, Michigan. Mm. The thing that annoys me is there's no reason to do it. There's no reason to do it. I, I, I don't understand why, what the point was. Uh, MH5, I hate when some women act naive and perplexed about male nature. Like they didn't know dressing scantily or showing their, um, I don't know what that word is, off wasn't intentional for male gaze. I, yeah, I, I think, I just, I hate that it's so pervasive in golf. It is everywhere. It is so pervasive. But again, golf in our and culture, fitness. golf hey, and fitness. Sex sells, man. Golf it and does. fitness. Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, Gary, I love golf and love golfing. I just don't care for any of this. Yeah, it's annoying. I, I work so hard on my game. And I don't watch a whole lot of how-to golf stuff. I really don't. I like the me versus, like the barstool stuff. Hey, this cat at barstool trying to break 90. This guy trying to beat his dad in a three-hole, you know. Right. I like that stuff. I like following the corn fairy guys trying to qualify for the PGA tour. Um, I like that stuff. I'm not a big, Hey, here's how you hit your driver. Cause I don't think that shit works. Like I, I take lessons. I have a really good teacher. Like I can't play the game where like, I don't think I've ever watched a YouTube video on how to golf. Like, I don't know how people do that. So I, I need, I really enjoy TikTok and Instagram golf until this has become so incredibly pervasive and just, what ad are we being fed on the tv i don't know what is it? top, top golf. golf there you go uh jeremiah champion yes you can't be a porn star and have a public professional career and be taken seriously you can't if you're if you if ask me a khalifa and mia khalifa Same conversation the, yeah that mia khalifa the porn star wanted to become a serious sports talk show host and she couldn't get a gig you know um Mike Phillips, Monty, your algorithm is showing. LOL. Seriously, and I, I listen. All I, all, and my, it, my wife hates it. My wife hates that I watch TikTok, and I do mindlessly scroll too much. Um, but all I'm trying to do is watch golf on TikTok and Instagram, mm. and I, it, I just generally don't. Uh, never heard of the woman before you showed her off on this showgram. Seems I've been missing out. She's not hard to find. She is not hard to find. You know, uh, a whoa, a a r Jake hitting golf balls in a bikini never crossed anyone's mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm ripped. Yeah, no. I'm not actually. Uh, thanks, worldwide. Okay, uh, absolute new fan of the show. I appreciate you being here. Thank I appreciate you. you. Uh, don't do TikTok. I'm close, dude. Nobody in my life likes it. No, nobody in my life likes TikTok. My wife hates it. Jake hates it. Uh, like even people I casually talk to hate it. Like I'm close. I got like the, there's so much sex on TikTok. And I think if you've listened to the show at all, you know, I am a big believer that, that porn is the great destroyer of men. Mm -hmm. And if you look at all the sex scandals lately, lately, whether it is the AMC theater CEO or Good Lord. go back to Bill Clinton, go back to the Kennedys, go back to whoever you want to point to, you know, Harvey Weinstein, sex is a great destroyer 
of men because of the prevalence of pornography. And it's all I get on TikTok now. Like it's just all of the things that they serve you. It's it's so frustrating. Yeah. Um, boss Frog for a hundred dollars. Thank you, boss. Thank Frog. you, boss. Take the money line on the Diamondbacks tonight, Jake. Here's ninety nine dollars. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. Diamondbacks Rangers. Does it end tonight? Yes. Nate Avaldi is so good. Avaldi is. Avaldi's very. Anybody else very hate good. when the away team finishes the series? I, I hate do. that. I much prefer when it ends on their home field. I do. Uh, Nate Avaldi in his, let's look at his last four. Um, He's been pretty good, although they got him four and two thirds, six hits, five earned, eight Ks last time out, uh, but they won six, five. I, I can't believe they beat him. I can't believe they beat him tonight. Nah, he'll come out. He'll get it done. He is. He's that, he's that guy that's a red ass in big games. And Zach Allen has been so up and down. And their offense has been up and down. They were down, what were they down? 11 nothing or 10 nothing after two innings last night? Yeah, not good. Yeah, the Diamondbacks are minus 110. Huh? That's interesting. Uh, to Todd Father, TikTok equals China. Two holes bikini golfing would probably get a lot of clicks. Come on now. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody. Uh, Aaron Wilson says boss frog. Matthew Farmer says boss in the house. Joseph Harper says, uh, Boss for the win. Uh, Johnny says, wasn't Cliff Kingsbury's ex-girlfriend and Oscar De La Hoya going to do a topless sports reality show? What happened? I can't remember her name. But yes, I believe there was something like that. James, I don't like the idea of any of the away team winning, but the Rangers are 10-0 and on the road during this postseason, and my wife is a huge Rangers fan. Yeah. Good luck. Legit. Uh, Capazzo, what's up? Look, fellas, golf is so boring to watch. They turn to the hot women to bring in the crowd, but I agree they just need to stop. I don't think it is boring at all. I love I watching love golf. watching golf. Yeah. I'm a loser though, dude. My sports I feel bad for my wife. My wife would rather and we don't sit on the couch and veg much at all anymore. It's ridiculous, but golf the thing the thing about golf is it's very time consuming. It is. You have to practice a lot to play okay. And during the summer, I mean, I was going to the driving range three days a week. I was playing probably four rounds a week. And I was at eight handicap at the end of the season. I don't know what I am now, but it's not an eight. It's probably an 88. <laughs> but it's been weird. I really, I'm, I'm really missing it because I took about the last week and a half off because of the weather. Right. But admittedly, my body feels pretty good. And I am looking forward to tomorrow starts like four days of golf, golf awesomeness. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough when it gets cold. Yep. Uh, Matthew farmer says, I love golf. Um, OG Gary, yellow polka dot bikini. Jake, Jake is not getting into it. New, new, no Matthew farmer. I think TikTok is a persuasion tool for China. I don't disagree at all. Uh, gee, who doesn't uh, like watching the Masters? I love watching the Masters. I love it. Oh, gee, Gary, I like uh, I love playing nine and going to the range. Mainly range sessions for me, it's therapeutic. My biggest complaint right now is I bang on the range. Like last week at Glenmore, just piping it down the range, like two seventy five right down the middle, crushing it. Little bit, maybe a little baby fade. I had a really nice draw, like two straight swings. 
Got out on the course, high fade. Because it's garbage. Could not fix it. Drove me crazy. Yeah. Drove me crazy. Drove me crazy. Uh, Jeff Whitworth, back in the day when I played real sports, I always loved winning on the road more than at home. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love sticking it to somebody in their own house? Uh, golf cart lady. I don't tend to mess with the golf cart lady. Nah. They they nah. have a tough job. Dude, guys are assholes. Like, it, can you imagine being the hot chick that's working the golf cart? <laughs> like, you're just getting hit on all day. Yes. Like, that would just be mind-numbing to sell beer. Yeah. Uh, Gary Wolf, TikToks, X, Instagram, et cetera, are just a reflection of the moral decline today. And it, it's easy, it's the easy button. It's the easy button. And the, the worst part is my wife is a great conversation. Like I should just put the phone down. We, we're both, we both do it. Yeah. Everybody does it. We should just put the phone down and talk. She's a great, I, there's nothing I enjoy more than just going home, hanging out with my wife. Like I really, I don't know if I'm a sap. You guys don't care about this, but I miss my wife during the day. Like uh -huh. I'll just rando text her a picture um, and be like, Hey, what's up? Hope you're having a good day or like, and this is why I always tell you guys, text your wives, text your girlfriends, you know, like text your mom. Like when you have people in your life, you want to be missing people in your life. Yeah. Cause if you're not, if you're not missing people at night and Jake thinks I'm an idiot for this, he's never believed me. If you are not missing somebody when you go home, if you're home alone and you're not missing your wife, your girlfriend, you're doing it wrong. They texted. You're doing it wrong, I'm telling you. Jeff Whitworth, beer cart lady is a queen of the course. Don't mess with her. Exactly. Johnny Gonzalez with the Cavender Twins LWNBA um, might be next to get people to watch half-naked women's basketball. Well, I hope not. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Uh, Matthew Farmer, if my left shoulder didn't cry after every round, I'd play way more. Rehab it. Yeah, lift some weights. Uh, Marcus, it's the mid to short game that slips when you don't play it is. It's the wedges. It's it's the stuff inside of 100 yards. Because I can, kills your score. I can hit the driver well enough. Uh, Darren Ingram up at Canyons Golf has gotten my driver swing to a point where the spray is much more narrow. Um, and as much as it pisses me off, like we played last week when we played up in Ogden at um, Sun Hills, at Sun Hills, my driver was getting away a little bit because I just haven't been playing as much because it's been flipping cold. Yeah. But I was still just on the cut of the fairway up at, at Glenmore last week. I had a couple of balls that were way out, but uh, we played nine holes. I would say seven of my drives were playable. But what wasn't? My chips. What wasn't? My my you know 100 yard 50 iron 50 50 degree yeah that's what gets you you know and it that's the it's the it's the the short it's the finesse thing. things the little yeah. things the skill things you know uh johnny monty you're just anti-women's basketball no matter how it's smart no i'm actually not no. i think women's sports are incredibly important yeah, you guys see the volleyball numbers lately just booming yeah you have to have women's sports uh, our our young women need confidence and I think performance sports for women and, and men, it's just built in. It's expected. The problem for women is if they don't put on heels in a dress, there's questions. And especially in our society today, like there's questions. If you're a 10 year old that wants to play basketball, they're going to call you a tomboy there. If you, God forbid, you want to be a kicker, 
or you want to play football. I think women's sports are so incredibly important. They are. I think that's why the Women's World Cup has been an absolute revelation. And the U.S. Women's National Team, I think, has been incredibly important. Um, I think the WNBA is imperative. It is so critically important that we fund women's sports. I, I just, yeah, you have to have it. Yeah, you got to have it, man. Jeremiah says, I don't think Monty said anything negative about women's sports. In fact, he is usually advocating for them. Yeah, never do I say anything negative about women's sports. Uh, Matthew Farmer, 130 yards and in are always a little wonky, dude. You hand me a nine iron from 130 and I can usually put it within a 10 foot range. My problem right now is, and I fear for this, I'm getting stronger because I'm back in the gym three, four days a week. I hit last weekend up at Soldier Hollow. I hit a, a pitching wedge on three, four holes. I hit it like 130 yards. And it's like, well, F me. Like, what am, what am I supposed to do with this? And then I stepped down. I don't want to hit my 50, 120. Like, I'm not confident enough in it. Uh-huh. I'm not confident enough in it. But yeah, I don't have any issue. The thing for me is, though, I drive the ball far enough that I am very rarely in a, unless it's a 600-yard par five, let's say, um, I'm very rarely in a position where I have to play long irons. I play a whole lot of 8, 9, 50, 54. And what gets me is that second iron shot if I don't hit a good drive and that iron shot's 200, that's when I get in trouble. Yes. That's when I get in trouble. I need to drive. If I can drive the ball 270, I'm going to I'm gonna score very well. Because I chip well enough now and I putt well enough now. I almost never three putt. Almost never do I three putt. Right. It's, yeah. yeah. Never. I mean, you've definitely improved. And I think the hardest part is now, like, I, I just think you have to understand I haven't been practicing as much. so you know, your game is going to suffer. I mean, that's just what everybody deals what with is. when the season comes to an end. I'm you know? not going to Hawaii and sucking. I don't, I don't care. I don't, I, I'm not doing it. I am. I, I just want to play bogey golf in Hawaii. And at the, when the season ended, like up at canyons and park city, which was our home course this year, it's a tough course. We were playing par golf, damn near par golf. And we were eagling 17 and 18. Like we were doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Doing well. Driving a lot of par fours at the end of the year last year, this past year, rather driving a lot of par fours. Like we were, we were playing good golf. We were playing good golf, but man, it goes away quick. Chuck B range work is therapeutic going through a divorce, dude. I would, I would assume, I would assume, I would assume Matthew. uh, I hit my wedge around 135, just not always straight. You know what? It's that. Yeah. Yeah. I've worked on that a lot. I, you know, when I'm rusty, if my irons and my wedges are right, like there's a lot of seven, eight, nine wedge that'll be, that I'll leave because you lose that down on the ball. And so when you tend to hit up on the ball, that ball is going to fade, right? That's how, you know, I've lost it. Uh, Ron Nolan, tomboy is prehistoric gender creative. It is, it's a terrible, and I didn't always subscribe to that. And then my wife chewed my ass out for like a month. And I, 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 I would agree with that. I do think it's an insult. Uh, Marcus Emmert, love the hybrids. I hit my four hybrid, like two, two twenty-five straight as an arrow. Yeah. You get a hybrid. 
It'll go straight. Yeah. Course, uh, courses at La Quinta are good. Yes. I would agree with that. Um, can we get Mulvaney to promo WNBA and finally get over with it? Why? 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 Yeah. Why? Uh, all right. A couple more things I want to get to real quick. Should we all be working four day work weeks? So 92% of millennials polled say that they are all in favor of giving up extra benefits to work four days a week, that they are willing to give up work from home for a four day work week, that they are willing to give up extra benefits like insurance add-ons, cafeteria accounts, things like Aflac, injury insurance to work four days a week. Jake, are you there? Yeah, hundred percent. I I think having the extra day is, you know, it's it's invaluable. I I I think having a third day off in a row is just great for your mentals, as Marshawn says, right? Like you you can get three days off in a row, and you go back in on Monday. You're like, all right, cool. I feel rested. Feel like I can go in and do the work I need to do. You know, because honestly, like, and, and I think we go through this in our business where it's like, all right, Friday's here. Oh, it's Friday. Awesome. Okay, cool. But like when you golf, your day's over like in five minutes because <laughs> you're out playing golf and that eats probably three, four hours. And then you got, you still got your chores you got to do. You got all this stuff you got to do on the weekend. The weekend's over before you really had a chance to rest. And so that's why I think the the four day week is really beneficial. I I, I think that people need the extra day. However, however, if you're going to be someone that wants a four day week and you're going to underachieve at work, you're not putting yourself in a strong position to, to be a good four day a week employee. I mean, companies are not going to be like, yeah, let's give everyone a four day week, even though we're 50% of where we need to be performance wise. Even if the performance is just, Hey, you, you are making 30 less calls a day in your sales role. And we gave you four days a week. No, yeah. what it should be is, hey, you were 70 calls a day. Let's bump that up to 90 calls a day. And let's see what you get out of that in a four-day week. That's what it should be. But I think that's why companies are reticent. Because employees can sit here all day and say, yeah, we'll give up a cafeteria. We'll give up work from home. We'll give up these insurance add-ons and all these extra things. But the reality of the situation is what matters to the company. The result of what those four days give you. And that's why I've always been a huge proponent of, hey, reward your top performers with Friday off. Yeah, I think having been an, uh, a top performer in a sales group, uh, having been a dominant performer, I absolutely think Fridays should be optional. But here's the problem. We saw this with work from home. How many companies said, oh, you guys will never have to come back to the office. And then now you're being asked to come back to the office. How many companies hired people as full-time remote workers and now they're like, yeah, you guys have to relocate. That's what's going to happen because I think there are companies now and it's mainly international companies and a lot of financial sector companies that give their top performers the option to work four tens. And I, I worry because this is so prevalent across Europe that once it comes here, anytime we have something that is so overwhelmingly popular with the American workforce, and there are going to be jobs where you can't do it. I mean, it's built into firefighter, police, public servants already. But if you're an accountant, if you are a, if you're a stock trader, 
If you're a money manager, can you work four tens? No, probably not. You're working five tens already. If you're a, if you're somebody that's a school teacher, can you work four tens? Probably not. There are certain industries who will never be able to do this, but I think if it can be delivered overwhelmingly to the data worker, to the HR worker, to the, to the office, you know, the project managers, the construction managers, the dude, if you perform and your level of efficiency does not come down on four tens, why would we not do this? Yeah. Why would we not do this? Yeah. And I just maintain it. I, I think we undervalue, you know, the, the relief, the mental, this is what we're talking about. We need vacation because you need time. Your mind needs time to be like, okay, I can put my grinder job away for 72 hours and not think about it and not come back to it. And the relief you get out of that, I think is incredibly valuable to companies because I can, I can personally attest to it with the, the sales gig that we had, dude, Sunday night, you knew what it was, dude, I'm going to bed at eight 30 cause I for sure need to be rested and ready to hit the ground running on Monday. Cause if I don't, I am paying the price the rest of the week, which is going to affect the rest of my month. And and that's why I say, if you're just crushing it and you're over the top good. And you want to give up revenue. Yeah. If you're in a performance position, you should be able to do that. Uh, Jeremiah Champion. Most Colorado schools on a four-day work week to give teachers Friday that day to grade or plan it or whatever. I, Hey, man, if 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 it works in the schedule, that's great. But you're not really doing a four-day work week. No, you're still working five days. Because you're grading papers and lesson planning. and You're still thinking about we, how Jimmy wrote all over his desk. We do this far too much in this company, in this country. We say, okay, you can have four days off. How about this? You work Monday through Friday, have the weekend off. But I'm going to need you to grade those tests. I'm going to need that TPS report. I'm going to need that pivot table first thing Monday morning. I'm going to need you to write that that project report first thing Monday morning. Do 6 a.m. Like, so what are you doing this weekend? Working. Working. And we are so willing to overwork ourselves. We have to, as a society, figure out how we are going to stop doing that. Because it's it's an epidemic, in my opinion. You have to be able to. This the the worst part about vacation is the first day back and that thousand email in your inbox. Yeah. That's yeah. the worst part of vacation. Trying to catch up or you come back and that's the worst. We should be able to without fear unplug and leave our laptop at home. Right? But how many people can actually do that? Not enough in my opinion. Not enough. And I think if if it works so well, I think it would actually be less likely to happen. And I think the other part of it is, I don't believe we should have to give up benefits and have four tens because I'm still working 40 hours a week. I, I don't, I, I, you're not, yeah. in my opinion, helping yourself if you're giving up benefits to get four tens. I think you're hurting yourself. Yeah. I want my cafeteria plan. I want my injury insurance. I want my... Yeah, and I want the same amount of vacation days because I'm still doing the same amount of work. It's true. But we are willing to give things up, you know. Uh, OG Gary, the money don't stop, the grind don't stop. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. Boston Mapes, what's wrong with a 40-hour, 40 four-day work week? 
keep the insurance because I don't need more taxes to cover an overwhelmed government insurance program. Seriously. Bro, you're not wrong. Uh, Mike Smith, some prefer day shifts. Others prefer night shifts. I am sure they can work out a way to make other side okay with it. I, I would hope so. Jim Choi, four days, the employers will want 10-hour days, as they should. And I have no issue with that. No, four tens is not. It's easy. I, I work 12, 13 hours a day anyway. Why do I care? I, why do I care? Like, if I can not have to work, if I can play golf on Friday morning at 6 a.m. and not give a damn, yeah, I'll take four tens. If I can sleep in with my wife for an extra two hours on Friday and cook my wife breakfast or go for a walk with my dogs or. Yeah. Why would I not do that? If I can take my vacation and start it a day early, why would I not do that? I'm going to do that. Absolutely, I'm going to do that. Uh, Delaric, I work up four by 10. My company even offered me to work three by 12 and the only one uh, day of four hours optional. What is? What do you do for a living, by the way? Uh, Boss Frog, ha, I don't think I've ever gone going to work a four tens or a hybrid. I'm grinding five days. Yeah, I think most people believe that. Here's the deal, though, dude. You're you're in a professional line of work that requires. Yeah, that. you're in a you're in a leverage position too. Yeah, yeah, and so I think that's what's tough is like, um, uh, you know, when you're doing what you're doing, I, 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 unfortunately, that's just the demand. I, you know, that's why I'm saying this is not a fit for. That's like what you were saying. This is not a fit for every industry. This is a fit for office work that that is super trackable and you know metrics and kpis and all that good stuff that's what we're talking about here yeah well and i think exactly right salty drunk try being on tools for 10 to 12 hours some jobs demand far more physical labor try being a concrete finisher yeah try being a concrete finisher in a in a climate that doesn't have snow phoenix (laughs) no i'm good i'm good capazzo schools uh, could do a four-day week. My senior year was a four-day week. We started about 15 minutes early and 15 minutes at the end of the day. I like it. Jim Choi, four days, 10 hours. You're losing an hour of lunchtime. Okay, you can have that. If I get my Friday off, I'll do almost, you can have my lunch hour. I hated taking lunch anyway. I hated it. Um, I am a QA for customer service over the phone. Okay. Yeah, you see what I mean? So, Again, that's office work that can be done at a desk and they're just tracking your KPIs and your productivity. And yep. if and if you can five if if you only need four days or three days to do five days worth of work, then by all means. Yep. Totally agree. Uh Mr. Preston, I work my ass off. Give me four tens. I'm working way more than that now. Preston, hey, hi. Good to see you, dude. Uh, you do work hard. You absolutely work hard. Yeah, some jobs you just can't do with that model, I would agree. I, Kyle says, I loved working four tens. WTF uh, crap says, 55-hour week for me starting tomorrow. Just finished a 49. There you go. There you go. Less traffic, Katie Raider says. Would it be less traffic? Friday is already Friday light, isn't it? I think. any it, Traffic has been horrendous. Yeah, we got pipe this week on traffic, oh, Lord. dude. I'm working the no day work week. Retirement can be so boring sometimes. My man, I like it. Congratulations. Up on the slope in Alaska, they do two weeks on and two weeks off. I would do that. Yeah, I like that a lot. Delaric, I work from home. Love that. Uh, Mike Smith, I was paid for my lunch hour since I was still on the clock. I like it. 
Mapes, I switched to four tens a year ago and I've loved it. Those three days I'm able to completely unplug too. See what I mean? Oh, like that third day, I maintain that two days is not enough to just unplug completely and feel like, you know, okay, cool. I've left all the stress behind. I feel kind of reset and ready to go. That third day, I'm telling you, is super valuable. It is. It absolutely is. I'm a lead engineer. I work four tens and I have flexible days. I take PTO all the time. I don't give an F. I delete the this the emails when I come back. It's too late now. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Jeremiah Champion, I prefer Sunday, Monday off. Weird, but feels more relaxing to not work Monday. There's a lot of people who say that. Katie Rader, who says it's got to be uh, Friday. Uh, what about Wednesday off? That would be amazing. Uh, Daniel Dixon, I am retired, a.k.a. on disability nowadays. Oh, I hope you're well, man. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, when I used to not work for myself, I always liked having Tuesday, Wednesday off, less people on the golf course. Oh, my God. For real. Yes. For real. Yes. 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 Absolutely right. Um, don't forget, make sure you get in the description below. We want to hook you up with uh, six free buckshot samples. Get them all supplies last. I know we have been churning through them on the program. So make sure you click the link in the description below. Get them. Get them. Buckshot from Bucked Up Energy. You guys, they are fantastic. I have loved the um, the six-point creatine. I am a, I'm a huge fan of it. I think if you're somebody that works out, if you're, and, and creatine, just so you know, is not just for working out. Uh, creatine has huge benefits for your brain um, and other functions in your body. Hook it up, get your creatine, get your... Um, BCAs, get your pre-workouts. You guys probably know this already, not to mansplain to you, but uh, bucked up pre-workouts are the best in the industry by far. So good. No stim, high stim, medium stim, anything you need, hook it up, buckedup.com. You always count on the best ingredients that make the best products that do exactly what they say they're going to do at buckedup.com. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY to get 20% off at checkout. Bless you, great people. Hope you have a great night. Appreciate every one of you that is here. Glee, OG Gary, Lonnie, Capazzo, Woodworth, Katie Raider, Boss Frog, Boston Mapes. Love all of you. Hella Billy, Maury Alvarez. You're the best. No, I'm the best. Jake, say goodbye. Goodbye, Jake.